I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just hit this button and see what happens. Oh, oh, some little blue lines are showing up. Hello. Wish I could change the color of them. Ooh, yeah. What if I had one color and you had one color? Oh, and then we could see who's making the obnoxious background sounds. (laughs) We know it's me. (laughs) I know. Recently, I was like, you have to stop. I know. I felt like I was in the principal's office. (laughs) (laughs) We came in here to record. Bucket Snake was like, we have to talk about something. Stop touching the microphone. Stop fidgeting. Ah, I don't know how. If I knew how, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I can edit out a lot of things, but not. Oh, not this? Ah, when I touch the microphone. <laughs> now all of our listeners are deaf. I'm sorry, everyone. <sighs> oh, okay. I want to tell you a story. Just a fun little story oh. about what happened to me the other day. Tell me a At story. this point, a whole month ago, but there just hasn't been a good opportunity. The The time is now. The time is now. Uh. Business Goose and I were sitting in the living room and like the you do. doorbell, like the door panel thing yeah. was like, someone's on your porch. But sometimes it goes off when a wasp is like flying in front of the camera, yeah. you know, and I wasn't expecting anybody. Nobody rang the doorbell. So I was like, well, somebody maybe walked by or yeah, I'm off. whatever. I Nobody's trying to come in the house, so I don't care. Right. But then after a second, I checked my phone because, you know, it gives me a little notification someone was near your front porch yeah and so i looked at it and i was like babe did you order food and he was like no why i was like there's food on our porch (laughs) (laughs) and so because we'd been sitting around being like what are we gonna have for dinner you know like trying to make a plan yeah and i opened the door and i was like there's a bunch of taco bell out here so I just brought it inside. It had somebody else's name on it. But oh, I was like, sure. I mean, once they've dropped it off, like they can't come back and get it. No, yeah. And she had driven away. Yeah. You know, she was gone. So I was just like, well. Free food? I guess this is what we're eating. It was $65 worth of Taco Bell. The Was the address on the receipt? No. Oh, I was, I was curious, like, how far off they were. I know, because they send you a picture. Yeah. Please refer to the photo as to where your food is. Mm-hmm. And I have this very interesting and very distinct sasquatch statue on my front porch yes it is very cute so business case's parents painted it i know it's i love that <laughs> actually i think it was just his dad but his dad used his mom's nail polish for the nails yeah <laughs> it's as tacky as hell and so cute yeah but um yeah, I was like, my porch is pretty distinct. If this person lives close by, I'd be like, you stole my-. So I was like nervously eating these tacos. Like, <laughs> like somebody was going to come knock on your door. You can't have them back. I sneezed on all of them. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, it was just very interesting. That's never happened to me. I've heard of it, you know, happening to other people. Yeah. Like, it's never happened to me. That's cute. Yeah. So it was, I had Taco Bell for 
days. <laughs> nice. Afterwards. There's some family of 12 out there like, where's our food? I think it was a bunch <laughs> of drunk people. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. More being like, what the hell? But, you know, they got like new, fresh. Yeah. Probably I'm... some credit. They just had to wait a while. Yeah, I'm sure. The um other day, Hot Toes ordered a new chair, a new uh, computer chair. Yeah. And it said that it was delivered, but it was very much not on our porch. Yeah. And I looked down the street and I was like, there's a box on that porch. Mm. Like, four houses down and across the street. Right. And I was like, is that it? So we walked down there and looked and it was. Yeah. And there's a note on it that just said road construction or something. Because <sighs> it was when there was construction in front of our house. Sure. But you can't just put it on a different porch. Yeah, you don't just give it to somebody else. Yeah. I, it's not my fault. You know, I. you still can't do this ever. But it's like, oh, you had a bunch of cars parked in front of your mail, your porch or whatever. But it's yeah. like, no, I didn't order the construction. You can't right. just put it on someone else's porch. And if you can get to the house across the street, you can carry the box across the street. You just can't park in front of the house. Right. So I had to carry the box across the street. Or at the very least... Come ring your doorbell yeah. and be like, hey, I'm going to drop your package over there. Go get it. Because what if you if hadn't you can come noticed? come ring the doorbell, then you can carry the box. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> I know. What if we hadn't noticed? Yeah. And, and they were just like, cheap. oh, hell yeah. Free computer chair. Yeah. If it were you, you would have kept it. Taco yeah. Taco Bell thief. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. The computer chair is not hot and fresh. <laughs> a possible contaminant true 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 i'm not a thief it was delivered to me <laughs> that's yeah somebody handed it to you finders keepers as we have discussed exactly <laughs> anyway it was just uh it was a fun little yeah fun little thing i was like well there's dinner why don't you think about it yeah perfect karma plus it was one of those things where they like ordered things that i think about but yeah. then don't get like the Baja Blast Freeze Ooh. and those it was like a 12 pack of those like little Cinnabon guys which are so good yeah but you're not gonna order them for yourself I don't fucking order them because because you're sober they're a billion <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like a billion calories right whew but I was like hey they're free hell yeah mm. anyway anyway this is Replay Rewind yeah my name is Bucket Sink I'm Meat Wedge Taco Stealer <laughs> I'll do it again I'd do it again <laughs> and uh yeah this podcast about movies yeah um, today we're gonna talk about a movie this is the movie episode this is the movie episode i have a question for you what <gasps> turning the format on its head how old were you when you were a baby <laughs> <laughs> well i was more of an era <laughs> i'm in my baby I'm era baby era oh that sounds tight <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You you ask the question, you know, I answer. Yeah. We talk about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a question for this one, though, because I don't know anything about this movie. We are covering Baby Geniuses. We picked it because it has a really low yes. score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been a while since we did something mind-numbingly bad. It's on a lot of lists of, like, worst movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Um, But I don't know much about it. I don't know. Would you, do you think you were a smart kid? Um, I think so. I learned to read when I was three. Me too. Yeah. And I think, honestly, that's the only part of me that is intelligent. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think I'm actually smart, but I do think I'm good at reading and comprehending. Yeah. I mean, I think I 
I'm good at, you know, working things out, coming up with solutions. Yeah. I pride myself on my ability to see multiple sides of the same issue. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a smart, you know, it's different kinds of intelligence. So I do. No, there's not. <laughs> I do, <laughs> you know, think that I'm pretty good at that, which makes me a good mediator, but bad at picking restaurants. Yep. Fair. <laughs> you got to have the food just. Somebody else to bring it your to lap. Me, yeah. Please. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, we could. Go. But um, yeah, I, did, I learned to read at a very young age, which, you know, I got to first grade and was already like. Yeah past all of my peers and then my brother got to the first grade and my mom was like he can't read <laughs> that's normal though. and yeah, my, yeah the teacher who had both of us had to yeah. be like that's he's your other child's a freak yeah this one is at the, a regular level <laughs> this one's normal don't worry <laughs> she's like oh right yeah okay yeah. um yeah um, and we've talked about it a lot you know we were both in the gifted mm-hmm. program and you know what it doesn't matter not worth man i'm 35 and i'm in a garage <laughs> talking my choice to uh, no one. i know it was just it truly just yeah elementary school and then all throughout high school taking advanced and ap and whatever. Yeah, it was just more stressful i know i know and like i have said to other people i don't know if i've said it on the podcast but i wish i had had more fun when i was growing up mm-hmm. you know my family uh not to get too serious in the chat but like nobody in my family really went to college and so my mom and my dad i think were really convinced that you know if i just went to college yeah that my life would be a lot easier than theirs was yeah and so they put a lot of pressure on me to do really well in school so that Mm -hmm. i could get into a good college so that i could get a degree and my life would you know be easier Mm -hmm. unfortunately the whole college thing was like a lie sold to them right yeah so for money yeah i know I'll just pay on my student loans till I die. Come get them out of my ashes. I don't um, know. Take them. Right. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Take them from my bones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Exactly. What are you going to do? Talk about baby geniuses. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think this movie is about? It's probably about babies that are too smart for their own good and get into some sort of shenanigans. Yeah. I think maybe they make the babies smarter mm. artificially okay yeah because there's find a way several of them mm-hmm. oh i wonder if it's like a, a military uh tactic oh like the u.s spies. army is like yeah spy babies yeah i know it's uh like a franchise like there are several baby geniuses yeah. movies which is interesting since the first one it's not good like did so badly well it did badly critically but i think it made money oh yeah like the flintstones yeah hmm Maybe so, so i think that's why they decided to make more of them yeah i think there's gonna be oh, how do they make because the babies obviously talk because otherwise it would be a terrible film sure baby's day out was great i don't know what you mean <laughs> that was just one baby <laughs> that movie's not good either <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke oh <laughs> right <laughs> but anyway there are a lot of babies so they have to be the main characters so they have to talk to each other right. i assume yeah so do you think it's like a homeward bound situation oh it can't be they're people so they gotta move their little mouths so it's oh, like, like the way the yeah that they talk to it, each other yeah Ooh, is it like really bad telepathically 1999 cgi yeah like the e-trade baby but oh, worse i forgot about the e-trade baby <laughs> 
My parents love the E-Train baby. Gross. Um, babies. I don't know. I'm very curious as to how they make the babies talk to each other. There's just somebody behind them squeezing their little face. They <laughs> <laughs> just do what they did with Mr. Ed where they put peanut butter all up in his lips. So oh, he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's probably it. Audio medium. I don't know. I'm excited because it's going to be bad. Yeah. I know. I love a bad movie. You know, it's. I hope you guys are excited. I think it's fun to listen to us suffer personally. Mm-hmm. The inspiration for me was I went back and listened to the Stupids episode. <laughs> and I was like, we were having such a bad time. I want to do that again. <laughs> Let's suffer. That's yeah, fun. We've, you know, we've been um, uh, riding too high recently. Yeah, we've been doing some good movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. We should uh, suffer. Yeah. And next month is my birthday, so I get to pick a fun, good movie that I love. So oh, yeah. this has to be the time True. where we do something bad. And this is it. It's Baby Geniuses. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Everybody, put your diapers on and get ready. Oh, no. Get out your bottles. Oh, your baby bottle pops. It's the 90s. Put on a diaper. Get your baby bottle pop. Let's <laughs> get One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That was a fucking infantile movie. (laughs) Uh, More like baby idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This might be, this is going to be on the list of the worst. Yes. Is it the worst? It's not the worst. No. But. But it is bad. It is. You know what saves it from being the worst? There's no low ponytails. Oh, just Don DeLuise. Oh, yeah, Don <laughs> DeLuise saves presence. it. I know. And honestly, Christopher Lloyd should do something for this movie, but he doesn't. He could just not be in it. It could be anybody. There's or, no yeah, reason that for that character to even exist. Character, yeah, could be gone. Yeah, so he doesn't even help. But nope. Dom DeLuise being in it does help. It's very cute. Yeah. Well... The IMDb says scientists hold super intelligent talking babies captive, but things take a turn for the worse when a mix-up occurs between a baby genius and its twin.
Yeah, I guess. What? I guess that's what happens. Sure. I don't know. I'm not 100% convinced that that's what happens. I don't think that it is. Me either. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll begin at the beginning. Okay, let's start at the beginning. At a, at a little old place called Baby Geniuses, Inc. Yeah. Or is it Baby Co.? Or is it Macy's? <laughs> they all seem to be in the same place. Yeah. Well, Baby Co. is the parent company of Baby Geniuses, Inc. Okay. but I, I don't know why they felt the need to make that distinction because um, it's just Baby Co. Yeah. The whole time. And everybody knows it's Baby Co. So it's not even like, oh, it's a super secret. You know, it's not like Baby Geniuses, Inc. And then their super secret parent company is like evil masterminds. Incorporated. Yeah. You know, like it's baby co everybody knows this baby yeah. baby co's label is on everything so i don't un- understand why baby geniuses was even brought in uh, i don't either just to be like the move that's the name of the movie i really don't know <laughs> but yeah so it, it just starts off right in the middle of action because yeah. we get some very close up almost almost fisheye lens views of these dudes who are stressed out because he has escaped yeah yeah, it's a scene, you know, reminiscent of an adult, like, action movie. Like, oh, the prisoner has escaped and he's big and scary and threatening and how are we going to oh, get him? Right. They're checking the security cameras. Oh, he's not there. He's not in his room. Yeah. He's not, you know, whatever. Oh, he's been spotted on the mezzanine. And so we've got all these dudes running out and they're like, boots and helicopters circling and everybody's freaking out. There's a scene where, like, there's a van, I think. Yeah. And a bunch of people get in it at the same time as other people are trying to get out. It's an elevator. Elevator, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what? Why? You <laughs> had, had dudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you needed dudes. You're right. Like, why? That scene know. was just to, like, to appear make it the chaos? chaotic. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's very bizarre. strange. But so then we get. An outside shot of our fugitive, like from the POV, and it's like, hmm, this is curiously low to the ground. Yeah. Small. And then more dudes running around, helicopters, searchlights, and then we see little unclad for the entirety of this movie, no fucking pants. Yeah. Except for like one scene. Mm-hmm. Unclad baby legs, diaper, little white sneaks. Yeah, they're always like shirt, diaper, shoes, and socks. Yep. It seems so odd to be wearing shoes and socks and no pants. Yeah, I don't under. It's a real. That's like I every guess... nightmare that you have of like I went to work but I forgot <laughs> no, my pants. No pants. <laughs> I, I guess to make them look more babyish, but I don't. I mean, get it. I don't either. But anyway, this is a very confusing scene of like, oh, there he is, get him, and then the baby like karate's them. Yeah. <sighs> But he's a baby. He's a baby. Yeah, he's a toddler because he's running with yeah. no issues. But yeah, he runs through a maze and they're like, we've got you surrounded. And then he hides in a fountain and then some guys see him and they're like, nice try, kid. And they go to grab him and he flips them through the air. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. just like he kicks him in the shin. Yeah. It is he full on flips a full grown man over mm-hmm. his shoulder and yeah. karate's them and then runs away some more. And then Christopher Lloyd is standing there and is like, Nice try, Sylvester. We've got you. Give it up. And he just stops for some reason. And he just like giggles at him. Yeah. Doesn't karate 
Christopher Lloyd, even though he's a frail old man. Yeah. I think he was born old. I think he was. He's one of those people that's just like forever old. Because I just saw him two weeks ago in an episode of The Mandalorian, and he's like ancient. Yeah. But he was old in Back to the Future. Yeah. He been old. <laughs> he's been old for so long. Yeah. Born old. So anyway, he's like, all right, take him <laughs> back to his room. And tomorrow you guys can explain to me how a mere toddler escaped from his room 25 stories underground. Yeah. And then it, just to, just in case it wasn't ham-fisted enough, he says, take him to the secret lab. Which one's the secret? Well, and like, <laughs> who's it a secret from? Yeah. Like, oh, we don't know where that lab is, boss. <laughs> it's a secret. I don't have secret lab clearance. Oh, my God. Or... Oh, sorry. I thought I was going to tell you about the regular lab. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, the secret lab? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So in the secret lab, mm-hmm. as if, I mean, this is like just a synopsis yes. of what they're doing. Yes. He sits at his computer and is like, hey, computer, tell me what we're doing here and why. Literally. Like he says something like run the scenario in scenario mode or something yeah. whatever he says he tries to make it sound like but it it literally is just a synopsis machine she's like oh i'm the expose bot and here's what we're doing and yeah. explains his entire experiment to him as though he doesn't know he never heard of it it's just for us but it's the laziest stupidest way i like this l- less than when a movie comes in and is like in the middle of a conversation and some goon is like oh, run that by me again and they have to explain it again yeah so that the audience can hear it yeah i thought yeah. that was the worst no this is even worse this is even worse yeah so anyway he's like the computer's like all right doctor we are here to s- steal babies and make them smart i don't even understand what they're there to do what are either. they doing i don't know so they they explain that there were twins yes Born of a surrogate, yeah, mother on purpose, yes, like a selected surrogate, yes, and they split up the twins so that they could raise one in the Kinder method, uh huh, and one outside in the world, uh huh, and they should sh- should never find out about each other because yeah. that would ruin the experiment. No one can know their twins, especially yeah. not the boys themselves, who are two. Yeah, well, it says that they're two, but then later they're not two yet. They're not two yet. Yeah. yeah. Um doesn't make sense no also they're <laughs> cleverly named sly and wit oh i didn't even catch that yeah because it's sylvester and then whitley but they go yeah. by sly and wit mm. <sighs> uh, whatever Ugh. i just so, was like why is sly short for sylvester i was thinking the same thing <laughs> that like, was all i could think of is yeah i guess i mean sylvester stallone but like i don't know why it is but yeah so i guess they want to and then at the age of six they'll be like brain scanned to compare yeah so that they can show the superiority of the kinder method look this kid that we raised under the kinder method is way smarter than the kid raised out in the world but it's like well this is a shit sample size you have two children Uh one on either side you have countless variables that you can't control yeah the other human beings that like the outside baby interacts with like mm-hmm. the weather does he have seasonal allergies like there's so many things <laughs> so many things that yeah. like go into this baby's ability to learn and the and sly lives in a facility where like all he does is learn all the time what but they never show learning but i assume right 
Yeah. That that's what they're being doing. raised under the kinder method, whatever that is, because it's never explained. And uh, where these other kids come from? Who knows? Right. Well, they, they come from orphanages. Sure. Around the world. They test them. Or around the country. And then they adopt them, I guess? Yeah. They So they ha- they're running orphanages. We learn this a little bit later. They run orphanages like Baby Co. does. Yeah. But then when they find potential geniuses at those orphanages, they bring them to the 25 stories. And everybody's facility. okay with that? Well, they're orphans. Yeah, but they're still, like, <laughs> registered somewhere. Yeah, at the orphanage that these people own. They're, like, it's all, I they guess. own all of it. So, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just trying to. <laughs> yeah, I've disappeared. Somebody be like, hey, wasn't there a kid here? But I guess if they're, like, oh, we found him a family yeah. or something. I guess they got people on the inside. Exactly. So, then Christopher Lloyd, whose character's name is Heap, H-E-E-P, which is just stupid all by itself. Yeah. Um updates and he's saying that sylvester escaped from his room and made it all the way out of the baby co facility and he's like dr kinder who created the kinder method is like super sure about her methods and that everything's gonna be great but he's not convinced i don't know i i don't know he's got some doubts it doesn't matter because they never come up again no so now we're getting a lady like a voiceover of a lady explaining that we're here in pasadena and she her friend, Dr. Kinder, runs Baby Geniuses and Baby Co. And they've done so much good work for the country and the world and babies everywhere. And they're the largest manufacturer of baby products. And now they've built the largest indoor amusement park called Joyland. Yeah. And it's like all kids get in free and the adults have to pay admission and the admission goes to pay for orphanages. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And Dr. Kinder is there for the grand opening or whatever to give a little speech yes and it is very little her niece who is the one who is adopted and is raising one of the twins wit Mm -hmm. i don't know how they explain that to her but that's fine (laughs) um she's there with her husband dr robbins bobbins or dr bobbins sorry it's fine it's just her name is robin bobbins (sighs) (laughs) i didn't even notice that oh my god but they're in the audience watching the aunt give the speech and she is breaking out in hives because she is allergic to her aunt lying. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. And then they go through Joyland. She's like, let me take you on this tour through Joyland. And the whole time Robin is telling her husband, Dan, you know, Aunt Elena steals all of your ideas. Yeah. She steals everything that you ever make. And Dan is like, oh, it's not so bad. She does great. I'm glad that she's using it. Yeah, she's just a (laughs) go-getter. She's doing cool things with it. And it's just like, why are you being such a suck up? It's not even your family member. Like, it would make more sense if it was the other way around. Yeah. But he's just like, your aunt It's like, do you want to sleep with my aunt? You should say something. You should let me know. (laughs) You should let me know something i feel like i need to know um also the fact that this whole amusement park is inside is like why you're in pasadena it doesn't rain yeah the weather is perfect but whatever sure um and then we meet baby bunting which is like a nine foot baby mascot robot completely controlled by computers in a central command center he's terrifying he's so scary and it's like his voice is super deep too yeah why He's a baby. It comes know. out like, do you want a hug? I know. And yeah. all the kids are like, yeah. It's like, nope. No child would be into this. Absolutely not. Also, Robin is like, that looks exactly like your sketch, Dan. <laughs> it's sketch like, I wouldn't. What? I wouldn't claim that one. What part of Dan's research is about giant baby robots? 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, it's terrifying. We learn more about Joyland. Everything is robot controlled. There's a robo zoo that kids can go in and get a remote control that they can point at the animals so the animals flap their wings up and down or stick their tongue out or whatever. Mm, yeah. It's better than a real zoo for some reason. I guess it's cheaper. You don't have to feed them. Um, that is true. Santa and the elves are there. They're, they're also, also terrifying. Very scary. There's a clown. Very scary. Just They're just big human-sized, adult-sized robots. Yes. Just and running around. Their eyes are too round. Yeah. They're like spooky round. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. And we also get some more expose on Dan and Robin are having financial struggles because they run. They also run a daycare that is a research facility. Right. And Aunt Elena keeps stealing all of Dan's ideas and not crediting him. And it'd be really nice if she would so that they could have some money for the daycare. Yeah. And Dan's field is baby pre-language. Yep. That's a very specific field. Yeah. Yep. And then we meet the best character in this movie, Dom DeLuise, a janitor named Lenny. I love him. He's so cute. He's just always fixing stuff around the daycare. Yeah. And singing to the kids. And he picks up Carrie and Wit, which Carrie is Dan and Robin's biological child. Mm Mm-hmm. He picks them up and his wife, Margot is like, where are you going with those kids? And he's like, kids, these are my helpers. They're going to yeah. help me fix the sink. And it's just, he's very cute and wholesome and I love him. Yeah. Um, then we're back at Baby Co. where Dr. Heap is explaining to Dr. Kinder that they have eight potential geniuses at the orphanage. And she's like, that's not enough. The orphanages are, co- orphanages are costing millions of dollars a year. Yeah. We and he's need- like, well, regular geniuses only occur like one in 10,000 and we've got eight in 500 or whatever you right, know yeah. like we're we're doing the numbers yeah that's a good number yeah. and she's like no it's not and he's like okay we'll do it again i'm like how what right. is that <laughs> how does that work okay so they walk to the baby facility i guess where sly is just like playing with legos basically mm-hmm. um they are like he's always up to something yeah we see him slipping like a baby tool toy into his like booty yeah then they see another baby just smashing keys on a keyboard Mm -hmm. and she horrible racket (laughs) yeah and dr kinder is like what is that awful noise and dr heap is like well wait if you translate it this way it's actually really genius yeah he's like the computer analyzes it to be as complicated as beethoven and it's like but it's it's trash good like he's still just Just, smashing it's not complicated it's just random right <laughs> um and then they're talking about how that means that baby babble could maybe be a complex conversation yeah I... <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so then they move on they see another little girl who it just looks like she's scribbling on a pad with a crayon but then heap is like no she's writing in ancient cuneiform we had to study 270 languages to find it and then the last baby. It's two babies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're two babies who are just babbling to each other. And Heap says, see, when one baby is talking, his frontal lobe lights up. And then the baby that's listening, his this hemisphere lights up. So that means that one is listening to the other. So they're clearly having a conversation. Right. It's like, Which, even if you're not saying something, those parts of your brain are still going to 
listen light up yeah yeah but also like we could have just had this part like this is enough science that you could just be like look this is what adult brains look like when they're talking yeah and baby brains are doing the same thing so maybe they are communicating on some level if we could just figure it out that would be more like I don't know, like point A to point B makes sense of yes. why you're reaching this conclusion, but everything else is like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? I think what they're trying to say with the previous babies, which they do not do a good job of explaining, is look, in each one of these babies, while they're doing something, it's the limbic system of their brain mm-hmm. that is lighting up. Yeah. So it's all, and then once you get older, it, the limbic system no longer controls those functions it's it's this and what she gleans from it is oh so maybe there's something in the limbic system of our brain that holds on to this universal knowledge that we all know and the secrets of the universe are in there and he's like exactly and it's like no that doesn't make any sense well and it's also it's like she started this company because she wanted to sell this idea of like baby education mm-hmm. right i think i think and then dr bobbins is also in the same field yeah conveniently mm-hmm. discovering the same things or or she started out just wanting to do the education thing and then she stumbled upon this like baby language thing well heap says dr bobbins was right so i think they just again stole everything that he's done they were Uh just like we already have all these babies and they're super smart and then they were like let's test his theory with Uh. these babies we've stolen (laughs) stolen babies (laughs) in our facility i don't know it's just so wild because they're like well we forget all of it once we start to learn a real language yeah which is like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense Mm -mm. (laughs) you start to learn a language way before you can talk yeah and it's not at the whatever i can't i can't bring reality into this so anyway uh dr kinder says let's go to the amphitheater which is actually just a table where they sit the babies on their butts in a circle and they talk yeah and so they're all um they're all sitting there talking to each other and, and Dr. Kinder comes to talk to the babies. And if you thought it was bad before, it, I, it's about to get so much worse because this is when the CGI baby mouth morphing comes in uh, and it makes it look like they are talking like the E-Trade baby commercials. It is. It's the exact same CGI. Except for like the 1999 version. So it's a little bit worse. Um... And they like the CGI also makes it look like they have teeth when they're talking mm-hmm. and they're too little. Right. Well, they're supposed to be too little. The actors have teeth. I know. Unfortunately. But like that makes it even spookier. Yeah. Because it's well, like they have. They have. Yeah. They have a, a full mouth of teeth. A mouth like, full of teeth. The 16 month old baby that I watch has. He's got seven teeth in the front. Okay. So he's got some teeth. Sure. He's growing molars. Oh, It's cute. I know. Um, so Dr. Kinder goes to talk to, goes to talk to Sylvester and the way that every one of these adults interact with these babies is so very strange, except for the Bobbinses and like the people in their house that just talk to them like babies. The way that these people talk to the babies is 
just so weird because she's mm. just like hey there sylvester you got anything for me you know like i know what's going on you think i don't know and it's just so very strange because they have not figured out how to interpret what the babies are saying no. or even if they're correct they just yeah. it's just a theory that these babies can talk that they've just discussed for the first time 10 seconds beforehand yeah um and then we get sylvester's point of view which is kind of a weird hazy pov shot yeah and he looks at the other baby and he's like, what do you think? Should I enlighten her? And she's like, go on. They can't speak our language anyway. And he says, well, I think if you're going to talk out of your ass the whole time, maybe you should wear a bow tie on your butt. And then one of the other babies Basil. who's just a total, yeah. His name is Basil. Sycophant. It's just like, that's disgusting, sly. A bow tie on a butt? oh my god he's the worst like his character is awful and also no shade to that baby he looks like a little elf and not in a good way no, he's just a yeah. really weirdly shaped baby and he then is. they're doing like cgi things to his face yeah and it makes it worse yeah he's a <sighs> they're all kind of weird looking babies yeah i mean part of it is the computer the, the cgi yeah but hopefully he grew up handsome i don't know anyway back at the daycare or whatever it is <laughs> yeah Oh no, the best character. <laughs> Here comes Dickie. Yeah, at first I was like, is Dickie a nickname for Dan? I've never heard that before. But no, she's looking for a teenager named Dickie. Yeah, Um. so she's looking for him. What she ends up finding are her two kids sitting in a puddle of water because Lenny's trying to fix the sink and all <laughs> he's doing is making it worse. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Dickie. Yeah. Who is dressed in hot pink. He's got hot pink hair. He's got giant chain necklaces. Mm-hmm. And he says, my name isn't Dickie. It's Ice Pick. Yep. Yep. I <laughs> and then we get a little explanation of like, you know, this is her nephew. Is it her nephew or is it Dan's It's Dan's brother. brother's kid. Okay. Okay. And he's always getting fired. So they're trying to like stick it out and like keep him working at the daycare right. to prove that he can keep a job or something. Sure, but he's kind of pulling like a what's what's his name from Mash where he keeps like mm-hmm. doing wild shit to try and get sent home. Yeah, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. The one who's always wearing dresses and stuff to be yeah. like I'm not fit to be in the army. Right. Um it'll come to me way too late. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's kind of like that cuz he's so it's like okay, you're actively trying to get fired maybe you should get fired like what good are they doing to help him land a job and keep a job so that what he can say oh i worked for a year at this daycare but i'm gonna show up to your job and be fucking ridiculous and try to get fired on day one like just let him get fired get fired and suck yeah and he'll figure it out i don't know they're it's weird the favors that they're doing him but whatever she's She's very sweet about it because she's like, oh, sorry, ice pick, my eternal bee. And um, yeah, even calls him that when he's not around, you know, like sure. he leaves the room and she's like, what are we going to do about ice pick? Yeah. So that's nice because, you know, she's very much like, hey, OK, that's your identity and we're going to accept it because yeah. a lot of times it's what you need to do with I, teens who are doing yeah. this kind of shit. Yeah. And I do think that is the best tactic of being like, you know, what, I'm not gonna throw a fit and i'm not gonna act shocked we're just gonna go with it oh Mm -hmm. this is who you are now cool you still have to mop yeah exactly (laughs) but the fact that she even when he's left the room she's still like yeah ice pick 
Yeah. I just thought that was a yeah. cool little like mm-hmm. she's going to be a great she is a great mom and she's going to continue to be a great mom. Yeah. So I liked that. Um, She does make fun of him in the next scene. So I was like, oh, well, there that went. But it's gently. Yeah. Um, it's, it's playing. Yeah. Because in the next scene, we learn that the daycare is not doing well financially because none of these children's parents are paying them. Yeah. Because Ice Pick says, you know, why don't you collect from some of these people? Their kids are here more often than they're at home. Yeah. And Robin has no answer to that. So uh, have they tried that? <laughs> Sending yeah. a bill or telling them they can't come back? I don't know. Um, On the floor in this daycare. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, their biological daughter, and Wit, the one of the twins, are sitting in the floor and talking. And Dan is sitting there filming them. Mm-hmm. Wit calls her auntie elena but carrie is like don't call her that you know she's evil yeah and wit says something like or one of them says something about her being like darth vader or yeah. something and i'm like have you all seen star wars <laughs> because, well they know everything bucket snake I, they know the secrets of the universe right right and anyway they're so the two kids are talking and wit is like you know they can't understand me i i gave dan this like subliminal message that he should add another wing to the building because it would decrease it would increase their income by a factor of four at least mm-hmm. and dan like understands that yeah he's, he's filming that he's just listening to them yeah. talk gibberish and he starts freaking out he's like oh my god honey i just heard him say i mean in his own language but i just heard him say by a factor of four at least that was the exact phrase yeah and they're all like what what yeah okay oh sure yeah okay and he's like but i got it on tape let's go watch it yeah so they go to do that we switch over back to baby co where a guard is taking sylvester back into his little dome room just very strange yeah and he says go to sleep or i'll give you some valium which is fucked up because he's two yep but uh, they're like, let's see you get out of this one. And they drill some sort of like weird lock onto his like door. Like a keypad lock. A, yeah. Yeah. Which while they are still doing that and he is in full view of this man, he starts pulling things out of his socks and high- tweezers that he's got hidden and like all this stuff and starts constructing something. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not even going to wait till they walk away. No, because he needs to build all of this together so that he can listen to them program right the keypad it's mm-hmm. like a big um i don't that, those have a name you point them like a directional mic i guess yeah uh and he puts it up against the door so he can hear the keypad numbers yeah so that he can let himself out yeah so he records it and then he plays it back and he pushes the buttons mm-hmm. Um, and then he uses the same contraption that he's built and points it at the cameras and we just hear like static noise and the cameras go on the fritz. So yeah. I guess he's just shooting laser beams, static laser beams, <laughs> disruption. <laughs> don't know. Doesn't matter. He's a genius. He's shooting the secrets of the universe and the TVs don't speak baby. <laughs> so they're like, what? Blah, 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 blah. I was programmed by adults. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm an adult. Um, everybody up in the security office of which there are way too many of them is like quadrant four is down oh that's weird not you know worried about it at all even though they have a baby who's extremely smart and And just escapes like yesterday escapes and that happens to be where his room is but sure i'm sure it's fine why they have like 45 security guards Mm -hmm. to guard eight babies yep 
and they're all in the same place. And also they're babies. Did we mention they were babies? I don't and where does it come in that they learned karate and they are as strong as an adult? Yeah, I don't know. I have so many questions because if every baby if every baby knows all the secrets to the universe, are they not all geniuses? Right. How come these babies are smarter than regular babies? How come Sly is smarter than Wit? Yes. Or the other babies? They all can talk to each other and they all know all the secrets of the universe. So are they not all geniuses? And why do they need geniuses for the kinder method? Because if they're already geniuses, then what is that proving to anyone about this education method being great? Exactly. Unless Wit is also a genius, but they were like, put him with the normies so that no because they're compare? trying to prove that the kinder method is the best right well yeah so i'm saying they both started out as geniuses but then they raised him and oh. he was superior afterwards i don't know but then they've got these other babies that are geniuses and so it's like well if yeah like you just said like if you're if they're already geniuses then what are you trying to prove yeah you're not making anybody better you started with superior materials and they all know the secrets of the universe yeah so they're all genius. It doesn't make any sense. Also, that one kid can't even play the fucking piano. So what's the point? <laughs> he can't even play the piano. Put it back. What have you taught him? I don't understand. Um, Sly goes over to talk to this little girl named Lexi. And he's like, come with me. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, I'll take you to a mall. And she's like, a mall? I'm like, great. We just really had to get in that, like, women be shopping. Just real quick. Even <laughs> in our baby movie. 18-month-olds. Who have never been outside. Yep. Oh, a mall. But he's still like, no, I'm too scared. I can't go. And, and then she, he's like, all right, well, bye. It's very weird. Like, is this a, like, noir? Like, hey, hey kid. He's looking at you, Lexi. Yeah. 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 And are they in love? I don't know. They're babies. It's weird. It's really weird. So he runs away, fires his little gun, causes more cameras to fail. And then we see one of the ladies who works there comes in and she is gathering up all the dirty diapers, of which there are a lot for just eight babies babies are there Mm -hmm. and how did they make so many dishes sly is like okay i'm gonna jump in this cart full of diapers i'm gonna you know like a prison escape movie yeah get in the garbage get in the trash yeah but before he jumps in he goes ew diaper gravy if i had a dollar for every time they said this in this movie i'd have like ten (laughs) dollars they only say it four times it does feel like a hundred it's four times too many it's so many you could buy something, though. <laughs> like I, I'm taking this four, my baby genius is four dollars to the gas station, and I'll I'll, I'll get it with snacks, soda. So, at the Bobbins' home, everyone is watching the footage that Dan shot to see, you know, if the babies do in fact talk, and nobody else understands it. They're all like, "I don't see what you see," right? You know, but Dan says he knows what they're saying because he used to speak that language too but he's forgotten it right and everyone is like okay but his wife is very supportive and is like i believe you yeah you know like their relationship understand is a is a good part of this movie too. yeah they're very the, supportive and nice to each other mm-hmm. and the way they talk to their kids is great like, yeah and also the daycare seems fun it really does except for that occasionally i'm like who's watching these children i know they'll just be like in a room yeah <laughs> anyway um back at joyland we see some dudes in suits for some reason i don't know why they're in suits that's opening day i guess nice yeah but they're shutting down all the robots and we see like kind of how it works and the lady with the diapers comes up to see them so i guess the baby co facility is in the same building as 
Joyland. That's what I was saying. But then it's also Macy's is part of that mall. So there's the Macy's and Joyland, which is also Baby Co. But then Baby Co. has like its own facade and like a mezzanine and a maze. Yeah. Where is any of that? And when you see it from the outside at the beginning, it's just like a lone building. Yeah. So they just take the dirty diapers to Joyland. She took them all the way to Joyland just she to just be like, hello, the little cart. there aren't any babies here. She doesn't even flirt with one of the dudes. It would make sense if she was like, hello, you guy that I love so much. I you just guy that bring... picks up these dirty diapers and works for the company P-Oopy Bottoms. <laughs> no, it's not even that guy. She goes to visit the fucking dudes who are in control of baby bunting. Oh, yeah. She's like way up there. It's high up there in Joyland. So oh, yeah, she talking. does. She goes up there and she's like, oh, the schematic looks like it needs this. Recompiled. Yeah, which is like, oh, okay, you're a genius too, I guess. The The reason that she does it is so that Sly can poke his head out of the diaper cart and be like, whoa, a huge video game. Be still my tiny little heart because he's going to come back later and do it. So they had to get him in this room somehow. Can this... I make one correction? Yes. I think rather than diaper cart, gravy boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> oh god oh god so there he is in the gravy boat <laughs> yeah so he pokes his head out he's like oh great that's you know that's tight love it um and then he pops back down yeah and she says well if you don't have any dirty diapers for me i'll get back to work why would they have dirty diapers for you they're full-grown men if they do First off, it's not really any of your business, you know, whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not. Are you going to pick them up? Are you going to be like, hey. Also, I just realized all the babies, you see their diapers all the time. Yeah. Are not wearing reusable diapers. No. Well, that are they not? Are no. They wearing, like they're disposable just wearing ones? disposable diapers. Oh, I thought they had like nappies on over them because they're always wear dressed in head to toe white their shoes socks diapers shirts and hats (laughs) no pants on these babies let me remind you gotta get the visual anyway don't know why she's up there i don't either um carrie and wit are back on the floor talking while dan films and talking about how once you reach a certain age you cross over and forget everything you know as a baby which is everything Mm. but wit's like well they work so hard and i want to thank them somehow and we won't remember too once we know how to talk. Exactly. Yeah. So you should say, Dada. I don't know why. Carrie has to be the one to do it because he says you have to be the one to do it. I guess because they're biologically related. I don't know. I don't know. But he's like, yeah, if you do that, he'll lose his mind. Yeah, which he does. He gets very excited. Yeah. She crawls right up in his camera and is like, Dada. And they freak out. And he goes to get Robin. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I missed it. They run down the stairs. And then she's like, Mama. And they're like so excited, which. Is she not learning a language? She knows what that word's mean what that word means to them. She's saying it. She understands the, the babies understand what the adults are saying to them. Right. So they know the language. Exactly. So is she how is she not forgetting all the secrets of the universe? Has she not already started crossing over? Even if you argue, oh, once you start saying them, well now she is. Yeah. Yeah, they're baby versions, but it everybody understands what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Anyway, back to the Diaper also, lady. they know all the secrets of the universe, they already know the language. Also true. <laughs> yeah, back to the diaper lady. Um, she goes 
to the truck where the guy who comes and picks up the diapers because they work with this service called P Oopy Bottoms. P dot Oopy Bottoms. Fucking stupid. What do you think the P stands for? <laughs> Preposterous. <laughs> Peter Oopy Bottoms. <laughs> Oh God, Philip Oopy Bottoms, Penelope, Penelope Oopy Bottoms. That's a women run. Actually. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, I'm you so can sorry. do stuff now. Phoebe Oopy Bottoms. <laughs> Phoebe Oopy. <laughs> so Sylvester is in the back of this truck, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, he's so excited." He pops out of the gravy boat and says, "Oh, diaper gravy again. again!" And then he's looking around. He's so excited. He's out in the city. And he's like, where are all the chicks? Uh, they try to make this movie so weirdly, like, not sexual, but, like, the step behind that. Yeah. Because it's not romantic either. No. But, like... It's too adult. It's too adult. Like, you can be a genius and not be an adult. I don't know, like... Yeah, okay. we just covered it last episode. <laughs> the Their equivalency for genius is that the babies are basically little adults. Yes. When, if they know all the secrets of the universe, they should be, like, enlightened. They should be, like, above. They should be beyond. They yes. shouldn't be, like, I'm a 40-year-old man. That is literally... In a baby suit. What Roger Ebert said in his review. He's like, you'd expect babies who have the secrets to the universe to sound like Jesus or Aristotle. and said they sound like Don Rickles. Yes! <laughs> That's that is exactly what the issue. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're what they're saying is like, oh, genius is they know more than they should. Right. But it's still a very limited knowledge. Right. He doesn't know a lot. of. He gets caught a lot. He has trouble with things. He He's about to get stuck in the middle of a street. Yeah. Which is, I mean, even if he had said, darn my, you know, little baby body holding me back or something like that. But no, he's just kind of like, uh-oh. Yeah. Because it's like he had a baby moment or something. Also, he knows karate. And can flip a full-grown man, like, onto his back over his shoulder. Like, it's yeah. not like his baby body is holding him back other than things are too high yeah. to reach. You know, like, I don't, I don't understand. I do not either. So he pops his little face up in the rearview mirror. So the guy driving the truck, like, slams on the brakes. And in the time it takes for him to get out of the driver's seat and come around to the back, Sly has slipped out the back and, and run away. So he's free. Yes. He's in the city, which is weirdly dark. Yeah. Like he's looking up at the buildings and he's like, wow, oh man, the city. There are no lights on in any of these buildings and the street lamps aren't even on. Yeah. And I guess they're in Pasadena, but yeah. it, it feels like they're trying to be like, look, he's in New York City. You yeah, know, like it's, it's like gritty and wet. Yeah. They're trying to make it dark, which mm -hmm. I know it's dark because it's Christmas time, which they keep like kind of hinting at but it's the least Christmassy movie i've ever seen I, there's one christmas tree and then a robotic santa mm -hmm. yeah they they play carols every once in a while and robin's and like i'm going christmas shopping didn't even notice any of that uh-huh um but it it's so dark like even if it's december yeah and the sun goes down early the mm -hmm. lights are gonna be on yeah because there's people out with their children mm -hmm. shopping so it's not like it's 10 p.m yeah why aren't any of the lights on? It looks so dark. I don't know. It's so weird. I, d I don't have any answers for you. I know. They're not. The questions are not for you. <laughs> In this whole movie. Um. So he he's want, he goes up to 
a street corner and he's waiting for the light to change a small child comes and stands next to him and is like ew diaper gravy that's but that number child three. is like twice that kid's height so he doesn't speak baby anymore yeah he's not talking to him he's just like you smell like diapers okay. but for some reason he also uses the phrase diaper gravy uh-huh um and then sylvester crosses the street and gets he has the green he has the walk sign so he mm-hmm. starts walking and then for some reason there are cars everywhere and he's just a baby sitting in the middle of the street and he's like oh no but then that's not a problem he just gets up and walks away yeah, it's just so we get this weird moment of him sitting in the street. I guess feeling scared is what we're supposed to uh-huh. glean from this. And then Wit back at the daycare feels funny. Yes. I guess because his brother, his twin brother is in danger. Yes. And Carrie's like, oh, are you getting that feeling again? And he's yeah. like, yeah, it feels like someone is calling out to me. Mm-hmm. And she says, what are they saying? And he says, I don't know. It's just scary. And then that's it. And then he's fine. He's fine. Everyone's he fine. Goes back and runs across the street. Suddenly filthy. Goes down a very scary alley, of course, full full of stereotypical scary homeless dudes. Right. A Rottweiler comes up to him and sniffs him. And then we get the Rottweiler's captions. And guess what the dog says? I won't. Diaper gravy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fortunately, that is the last time. We use that phrase. I feel like the dog saying it counts as at least seven times. Yeah, that's fine. So then a homeless man sticks his face out through like uh, plastic. Yeah. And scares him and he's he gets scared and he screams and then Wit back at home also starts crying. Mm-hmm. Back at Baby Co., Dr. Heap is yelling at all the employees because they let Sylvester escape again. Yep. And then we're back to the streets of Pasadena where the homeless man is like cleaning up Sylvester, just kind of like dusting him off. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, somebody's going to, there's going to be a reward for you. You've got to be somebody's kid. Oh, maybe there will be a ransom. Yeah, that's what we'll do. You know, I'm going to put you up for ransom and yeah. get myself a bunch of money. And then Sly sprays him in the face with Windex that's just sitting there in this abandoned, graffitied, broken bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then as he stumbles back, he jams a bar of soap in his mouth and then like three stooges him. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, whoop, 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 and then pokes him in the eyes <laughs> and, and like he falls back yeah. into a stall and just the, his eyes roll back in his head and he just sits there with soap in his mouth. Yep. For no reason. For no reason. And then Sylvester's like, oh, you're right. You know, people are going to be looking for me. I got to get a disguise. Oh, and looks at this old homeless man and steals all his clothes. Yeah. How does a baby get all these clothes off of a full grown adult? Who's laying on them? He just picks them up with his superhuman strength, I guess. His superhuman genius, baby. Mm -hmm. Brain. Genius. Baby genius. He's a baby genius. Don't you get it? No, I don't get any of this. Um, and then we see him walking down the street, which this is kind of cute just because seeing babies in clothes that are too big is cute. He's wearing a giant hat and a giant coat dragon behind him, but he's like holding it up with his little arms like he looks like a little important guy. Mm-hmm. He has a huge cigar in his mouth, which gross. is gross and weird. And he walks by this group of dudes who are like, hey, that's a baby. And he's like, uh-oh, and starts running and sheds his disguise and jumps into a stroller yep. with a little girl. And he's like... Hey, sweetheart, where's this taxi going? And she's like, how should I know? I'm not the one pushing it. And he says, I have a problem. 
take off all your clothes. Uh-huh. And she says, okay, but you could at least take me to dinner first. Yeah. Can we not have implied baby romance? That's not even romance. Nope. I can't even say what it is. <laughs> I can't. You don't have to. Everybody uh. knows. Well, you don't have to be a genius to figure this one out. Uh. Um, she's like, oh, a comedian, oy vey. So they ride along together and they go into Macy's and then we see a guy who always has an earpiece in his ear, the one from Baby Co. from the beginning. Yeah. He's like stalking around the mall because apparently that's the only place in Pasadena that he could go. But you think that maybe it's attached to Baby Co., which it very well could be. I thought it was just a mall because he, you know, he drives through the city for a while and I think yeah. the Macy's is far away. I don't think it's part of everything else. But is it not the room? Bodic Santa in there? Is it a real Santa? No, Joyland. that's a real Santa. Yeah. Okay. Santa. I think that's why I got confused. Okay. Because there are Santas everywhere. Yeah. No, he's he's been in Wait, the Wait, is there for more than while. one Santa? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain when you're older. Um Yeah, so he goes in Macy's. He gets out of the stroller wearing this little girl's dress and hat and shirt. And shoes and shit yeah he's finally pink. wearing pants at least yeah pink dress little roses it's very cute True. very 90s like the way the hat's like flipped up in the yeah. front um and we look back at her she's wearing his like dingy stripy baby coat pajamas and holding the giant cigar and she says well call me and then he runs away and she says don't forget i'm listed yeah just really hammering home this bit i hate it i hate it i hate it he also says who designed this dress larry moe and curly it's like is the three stooges the only comedy you've ever watched yes do you know that there are others no nope anyway it doesn't sylvester in this little girl's dress climbs up all of the stairs to like santa's chair way up 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 up, and hides among the presents Mm -hmm. because santa and the elves are leaving the mall is closing it's late at night yes uh so at the daycare slash orphanage slash research facility they're taking the kids off to bed yeah it's late yeah and lenny and margo are like come on kids up the stairs and it's all of the kids not just their two kids right but later on in the movie they take them home because daycare's over yeah in the afternoon so some of them live there Uh i know it's never explained yeah, so Lenny leads all the children off to bed, and Dan is like, hey, let's have another baby. Right. You don't have any fucking money. He's, like, kissing on her, and he's like, let's have a baby. And Robin is like, listen, we only adopted Wit because we thought we couldn't have kids. But then, wow, surprise, we had Carrie, and she's a miracle. And she's explaining all of this to her own husband, who certainly knows all of these things. You gotta hope so, unless it's a fucking Philip Brainerd situation. (laughs) (laughs) And she is like, so we can't, we shouldn't have a baby now. Let's talk about it next year. Yeah. And more importantly, Dan, did you ask someone who, we don't know who that is? Yeah, it just says him. Or whoever, Mr. Somebody, Mr. I don't somebody, know, yeah. nobody we've ever met. For money to expand our house. And he says, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. $50,000. Probably have a conversation before I do that. But mm-hmm. he explains, if we expand, we can take on more babies because we're only getting $300 for each baby. But if we have more room, we can take on 10 more babies and that 
means we would qualify as a research facility, which means we would get $900 per baby. Right. And then we could pay off the loan pretty easily, and then we would probably get more money. We'd make money, right. Overall. Which, again, very confusing because he says, um, so with our six plus the 10 more, we would qualify for a 401 whatever, whatever. Yeah. But when Lenny and Marco are leading the children up the stairs, there are nine of them. Yeah. So whose fucking kids are those? <laughs> Even if you count like Wit and Carrie, which I don't think they're in that group. No. That's only eight. You got too many babies. <laughs> Maybe your problem is you can't count. We got extra babies. We got extra babies. Who ordered extra babies? I have no idea. But anyway, she's like, what? How did you even come up with this? You don't have one cell in your body dedicated to business. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think Wit gave me the idea. Mm-hmm. I think he put it in my head. And she's like, yeah. oh, okay. And then he's like, yeah, isn't that wild? Anyway, remember how I said earlier that we should fuck? Let's do it. Yep. And she's like, hee hee hee, okay. Which is like, damn, people who run this daycare orphanage, whatever, you're not even gonna go help put those nine children to bed. Right. You're just gonna go fuck. Good luck, people who work here. Do they live there too? Does Dickie live there too? No, because later Dickie's like, can I go home? Or no, earlier when they're watching the tape, he's like, great, cool. Can I go home? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Oh, also, not that it's worth mentioning because Dickie's the weirdest character ever, but he and Margot, a full-grown adult, have this very weird, like, insult swap that they keep doing. Like, they have yeah. beef, which, like, some of hers are really good. She calls him Ice Shtick at one point, That's which really is funny. very funny. Yeah. But, like, the rest of it is, like, why? She's like, yes, anytime she gets a good one. And it's like, he's 16, but okay. So strange. Also, Margot... And Lenny kiss at one point. Yeah, I th- assume they're married. But they never mention anything again. Oh, you know. <laughs> Context, please. <laughs> they just never really interact on, like, no. an intimate, like, we know each other really well yeah. way ever again. Who knows? I, I don't know. Not me. <laughs> nope. I don't know shit. Not me. Anyway, back at the mall, which may or may not be in Pasadena... <laughs> fucking know the security guard says all right everyone's gone shut her down so they start to close doors and stuff and sylvester comes out of hiding to hang out because everybody's gone and he runs into the macy's as the grate is coming down yeah basically and slides under the door yeah and it has a full-on like slide whistle as he's sliding as if it weren't already stupid enough Thanks, but anyway, he's like, department. I got to get out of these clothes. I got to go put on some real clothes. Yeah. And he goes to look for video games. Mm-hmm. He plays Crash Bandicoot for a while. Yep. And then he runs to Baby Guess to get yep. some new clothes. Puts on an entire suit. Yeah. Like tuxedo, top hat. Uh-huh. All of it. And it's very, yeah, your note here is so true. Normally a baby in a suit would be so cute, but this is just weirdly off-putting. Yeah. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like looking at him. I know. It's strange. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. Well, but it's because he has the attitude of a 40-year-old. But he's not even talking at this point. He's just standing there. He is a little bit. And it's playing put on the wrist. But I'm like, this scene at least should be cute because he's wearing all these outfits. But it's not. It's not cute. It's not. <sighs> but goes, it's because babies are cute. I mean, because they're tiny and squishy and soft and miniature yeah. versions of things that's adorable but it's also because they're full of wonder yeah 
and this baby knows too much. He knows too much and he's sarcastic <laughs> about it. Yeah. He know too much. <laughs> um, no, you're right. Anyway, this is so bad. It's so bad. It's a whole montage where he goes through, puts on a bunch of different outfits. There's like a like gang, you know, 90s gangsta, two big clothes, backwards hat. And he's like, yo, what's up? I can't even remember the other fucking outfits because I don't want this in my brain anymore. No. Um, it doesn't matter. He goes through like five outfits while the song Putting on the Ritz is playing. And then all of a sudden, with no transition or explanation, it starts playing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. And he is wearing like the Saturday Night Fever white suit. Uh-huh. And he's dancing a disco. In before we even talk about his stupid face, let's talk about this room that doesn't make any sense. It's in a mall, but it's just like there's a Christmas tree in one corner and then around the edges are just like stereo equipment. Yeah. What where is he in the mall? It's I way don't too know. big to be a dressing room. Doesn't fucking matter. So anyway, but he starts also, this is weird because the first suit that he puts on is like a white suit. Or yeah. like a, a really it's fancy, black yeah, white, a really yeah. fancy suit. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, I'm in a really fancy suit again. I don't know. It's just right. weird to have like this isn't very different. I don't know. It just it's not that different. And it's like, why did you feel the need to put "Staying Alive" in there? Like, right, it's just... like it's the same song for five outfits, and yeah. then just like, no, like you said, like no transition. It just cuts into "Staying Alive." Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> this baby's wearing john travolta's clothes like why (laughs) why this baby's wearing john travolta's clothes (laughs) why did he why did they even have this suit in the baby guess genius 1999 why is the suit even there i don't know why yeah who made this in baby size i don't know it they don't have it in baby guess being no it would have been better if he hadn't said baby guess he would have been like oh a photo studio maybe they have cl- i don't fucking a halloween know. store something but he's in baby guess to get actual <laughs> clothes it doesn't make any sense and also he's dancing he's doing the whole like you know disco dance disc yeah and it's a 3d model of his head that is moving around in bad 1999 cgi and it is not even the same color as his hands it is so jarring it's okay so earlier it's remember like earlier feel baby yes earlier do you remember when uh dr heap was like expose bot explain to me the plot of this yes experiment that we're doing and they had like this 3D model of his little head. It's the same. Yes. Which listeners, I know it doesn't help you. This is just me and Bucket Snake. We're having a minute right here. It's so <laughs> it's so fucking bad. It's, and it's creepy. It is creepy. Because the baby head is like, it's not in the right lighting either. Exactly. So I'm saying it's it's like a different color. It looks yeah. it's grayish. Yeah, because it's from the the 90s computer that they used earlier they didn't even get like a new shot they just ah, it's so it's so bad we normally don't I'm i mean upset. i've already done it once but i normally don't quote any roger ebert until the end but he has a quote about it that is so good he says <laughs> the nauseating sight of little sly on a disco floor dressed in the white suit from saturday night fever and dancing to stay in alive had me pawing under the seat for the bag my Subway Garden Burger came in in case I felt the sudden need to recycle it. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny. I know. And also how I felt. Yep. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten breakfast before I watched this. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awful. 
So we're back at the Bobbins home. Wit is in his crib humming staying alive. And Carrie is like, what's going on over there? And he's kind of like. He's asleep. And he's just like dancing. Wiggling a little humming staying alive. Sylvester is back at, I don't know, Circuit City, I guess, watching a huge bank of TVs watching Jeopardy. And of course, he knows all the answers and is like, haha, you're an idiot. I have all the secrets of the universe. Also, I'm a genius. But those two things are separate. (laughs) Every baby should know the answer to all of these. (sighs) Am I? I am. Oh, I'm so upset. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I need to have the words for it because this is audio format. But I'm just like speechless. Yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, I just punch my microphone. Uh, so in bed for some reason we're getting this conversation where Dan is reading a book and Robin is doing a crossword very mm-hmm. intently. Yeah, rudely. Yeah. I know. This is the only time that she's rude to him, too. I know. She's like, we already had sex. Don't make me talk to you also as well. I'm doing my crossword. I'm trying to do my crossword. Yeah. Dan says, did you know that the Tibetans believe babies know everything and then they grow up and forget and they call it crossing over? Mm -hmm. So it's not even a theory. It's like a whole group of people that are real. It's not even like, did you know the ancients? They're people. They exist. You can go ask them right now. Yeah. Already believe this. Uh Uh-huh. You didn't come up with it. No. This is a thing that, and because that's, it turns out to be true. Yeah. It's not like, isn't that crazy? That is exactly what's happening. Yep. So, um, you just stole it. Yep. Damn. And Robin is like, I don't care. What was Miss Muffet sitting on? And what is a Tuffet? Yeah. Maybe ask a baby. They know everything. <laughs> you ask a baby and then get back to me. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Okay, so this is something else that really bothers me about this movie is that I really like this theory. I think this is a cool oh yeah, idea and yeah. I do subscribe a little bit to it of like we all have a collective unconscious. Yes. When we are born, it is easier for us to tap into it. Maybe we can like remember past lives if that's something that you believe in you yeah know, like i think that's a super cool concept and could have been right done in such a cool way and they took it and they ruined it <laughs> so bad it's so bad they made it so bad um back at the mall sly crawls under the chair that he was sleeping under it's like santa's chair or whatever and yeah he's like damn lexi i miss you kid what who why the the, i know (laughs) but they don't from the hang out nope yeah that's another (laughs) thing that they're like we should probably it it shouldn't have been but if (laughs) do you mean to write that Let me finish my point. It okay. shouldn't have been a thing at all, but if they were going to make this thing between Sylvester and Lexi, be- they should have explained it more and should have d- either go or don't, but they were like, ha- they half-assed it. They didn't even, they quarter-assed it. They quarter-assed the first time it. it comes up is when he's like, hey, come with me. And she's like, I can't. Yeah. And then he's like, miss you. And then later she's like, you came back for me. And he's like, every time, kiddo. What? what? No, and you didn't. He, you got caught. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't come back for you. Wit came to you. She yeah. came for him. What? <sighs> we'll get there. Anyway, the next day, Ice Dick, <laughs> pick, Ice Pick, is uh, 
which which version is this with the fake tattoos no this is the oh, one. oh this is the monk he's a monk yeah and he's got his hair in a little spike top knot on top of his head yeah not even a top knot it's literally just a spike and all his the pink is gone mm-hmm. all his piercings are gone Margot is like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, uh, it's, she's like, take your rap music and go. And he's like, it's not rap, it's mantra. And she's like, I'm, I was chanting before you were born. Right. And he was like, you were chanting before Buddha was born. And then she's like, nice. So there is a little bit of like, hey, good one, kid. But it seems like she genuinely doesn't like him. And so I wish it would be more of like, haha, this is fun and we're having a good time. Or I fucking hate this kid. Again, pick a direction. Yeah. They went with both. Yeah. And they both fall flat. Um, yeah. Robin then- says, I'm going off to go Christmas shopping. Do you want me to take the kids with me? But Dan says, well, you can leave Carrie. Why? I'm going to run some tests. Okay. Is what he says. And she's like, okay. So it's just Robin Bobbins <laughs> and Wit at the mall together. Sure. And Sly sees them walking by and like... He doesn't quite see his face, but he kind of does. So he like goes after them. Right. But also maybe they feel each other's presence. Yeah. He crawls out from under Santa's chair and Santa looks down and sees him crawl out from under the chair. And he says, what the hell was that? I think I just had a kid. (laughs) This is where the crickets go. I. It's so stupid. It's not even bad enough. To be like fun bad. It's no. just regular bad. It's it's like, just... I think I just had a kid. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. He doesn't even say it to anyone. There's not even anyone around. <laughs> it would be slightly better if he was like, see that? <laughs> no. 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 And like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What the hell was that? Kids hide under stuff all the time. Like, yeah. It's not like there's not supposed to be kids there. You're Santa Claus at the mall in the middle of the day. Anyway. What the hell was that? A small adult? <laughs> Never seen that before. He's wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> so then a woman in Maybe one of the... Maybe he saw his CGI head on. <laughs> so he was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Computer generated abomination. Um, A woman who runs one of the shops, because we saw her the day before, mm-hmm. like, sees Sliga running by and she's like, hey, baby co-man, there's that baby you were looking for. Fucking narc. Right. Yeah. I think I saw the baby that you needed. Yeah, because they're still there, which, like, why have they posted up in that mall so aggressively? I don't know. Yeah, it was never, There's a like, whole city. Sly loves the mall, so he'll probably go there. Right. Like, what is it with the mall? Yeah. It's just the 90s, and there has to be a scene in the mall. I guess. <laughs> what if this is the same mall where the that scene in Kindergarten Cop happens? <laughs> <laughs> They're There's like looking only... for a baby on one end and then like for the bad guy <laughs> on the other end. There's only one mall in California. That's true. It's really busy. Yeah. So, I mean, Sly is just running through the mall and everyone is like, wow, a baby not attached to anyone. Like everyone sees him. Yeah. So he runs up to a little girl and grabs her hand and just says like, Shh. yeah, be cool. Be cool. Bitch, be cool. <laughs> the The parents never notice what's going on. Nope. Like that woman that pushed him in the fancy stroller <laughs> she's not like wow my stroller is now two babies Twice, heavy yeah as heavy and there's a kid changing clothes in there <laughs> she's just like so la, fucking la, clueless la, 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 i gotta go christmas shopping ah. um 
yeah so she's like okay she doesn't say anything so he walks with her and her mom until he gets to like an indoor playground Mm -hmm. where wit and robin also are yeah and wit's crawling around in the playground sly runs in there three baby co dudes chase him he's like hey bad guys over here punches one of them he goes flying which again it's still a baby arm you know, even if he knows all the intricacies of karate mm-hmm. and, like, theoretically how to do it, he still He's has still baby muscles. A baby. And a baby hand. It's it's a baby. It's a baby. Yeah. And he punches this man and completely knocks it him out. It would be cooler if he knew, like, where all your nerves are or something and he yeah. could just, like, make you faint. Right. You know, it's Chop just... you in the neck or pinch, so, do the Spock pinch. Yeah. Unbelievable. <sighs> to be able to do that. Yep. And then he it crawls back up. The slide, which made me angry for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's just that's just kids. So yeah, he's just crawling around in the playground, and of course he runs into it because they're the only two kids in there, and they scream at each other because they're like, "Ah, oh, you look just like me." Mm-hmm. And then they go their separate ways, and of course the baby co goons grab Wit, and Sylvester just lets it happen. Yeah, just watches him. Doesn't do anything. He just Hides sits there, there while they throw him in a duffel bag. Yep. A human child. Yep. All these people in the mall don't do shit. Yep. <laughs> and then, like, Robin finds him because she hears the screaming and is like, are you okay? And pulls him out of the playground and is like, weren't you just wearing overalls? Oh, well. That's weird. I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, it, what makes more sense? Your child has a twin that you don't know about well yeah just for sure accidentally met in the mall or i thought i put you in overalls but maybe i put you in jeans yeah it's the most plausible part of this movie the whole movie what doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense is wit and sly can even though they're not controlling it yet spoilers telepathically communicate across the city yes and then they're in the same two square feet and they don't have a like a moment of like don't they know all the secrets of the universe also yes but they communicate with each other because yeah. they're twins and uh-huh. they feel each other's feelings. Yeah. And they can't be like, hmm. Aren't they geniuses? You feel like me. Well, one of them hmm? is. Huh? Both of them uh-huh. are. Ah. Either way. <laughs> I... That kid has my face. Also, do you know that? Like, <laughs> is a baby like aware enough, even a genius baby? Because yeah. they say that if you ran into yourself on the street you wouldn't recognize yourself mm. because you don't see your face the way that everybody else does that's true that's, so you'd be yeah. like you know it's like when people are like this guy looks like you and you're like ouch okay rude <laughs> first of all no and they you know they're probably right but like but these two big time i know i know um so anyway yeah they just they just fucking take this baby in a duffel bag out of the mall and robin is like i know it's gonna make you feel better come on come with me yeah and takes him away yep and now wit is a baby co yeah, and he's crying. He's just standing there crying, staring up at yeah, Heap and so Tinder. Upset. He's very upset. And they're like, why are you crying? That's super weird. You've and never cried. You're a baby. You're the mastermind. Genius. Yeah. And you have no emotions, even yeah, though you're a 16-month-old child. You're always trying to sabotage us. Like, what is it? Is this, is this a trick? This a weird ploy? Anyway, go to your room. And he just stands there and cries. And then Kinder's like, get him out of my sight. But they're so mean. I know. What is the because point? Because they interact with them like they're adults. And this is just a baby because he's not a genius? Ah, but he still speaks, baby. Don't know. 
back at the house, Sylvester is going nuts, and Robin Bobbins cannot figure out why. Yeah. She's like, I gave him three slurps of my ice cream, and he just went absolutely, we're banned from the Baskin Robbins. He's doing, like, cartwheels and backflips. Robin the- Bobbins was at the Baskin Robbins. <laughs> yeah. For the last time. That's actually why they banned her. I can't. They were like, control your kid. What's your name? And she's like, Robin Bobbins. They are like, get out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, Robin Bob is at the basket, Robin. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, he's he's never had sugar, probably. Yeah, or touched grass. Yeah. Or seen the sky. Well, he's seen the sky, but like, you know, yeah. But he's definitely never had ice cream. He's never been outside during the day. Nope. It's dark all the time. It's dark. I'm going to fucking McLose it. <laughs> so he's swinging on a rope like Tarzan and they're all like wow how is he doing that it's yeah. like clearly he's holding on and swinging around I don't fucking know he's running around he does cartwheels and backflips and Carrie yeah. starts crying because she realizes I don't fucking know this kid who is right. this they should all be crying he's a maniac yeah <laughs> so um, Wit gets a new door drilled on his house because you know they assume he's sly and you know he's gonna escape and all the babies come to look at him and are like what is wrong like Sly is never scared what happened yeah but he won't talk. No. Um, Dan and Robin put the babies to bed and with Sly is like, all right, go to sleep. But Carrie's not having it. She's like, you're not my brother. You might have fooled mom and dad, but I know that you're not my brother. He's like, what do you want about bitch? <laughs> she's it's like, so mean. I know. And then she's like, you know, you haven't fooled me. And he's like, wow, she's going to be trouble. Okay. End of scene. Yep. At baby co one of the guards or whoever takes wit to the other kids and he explains what happened he's like you know i was with my mom and then these dudes grabbed me and now i'm here yep and so they're all sitting in the weird amphitheater which is just them up on a table wearing funny hats Mm -hmm. and lexi is trying to make wit feel better because she's like you know maybe they'll realize and send you home and you'll be okay but basil is like no, this is the the plan all all along. Like, don't you see to have the bobbins raise one and then compare him with the other? Right. It's a perfect a perfect comparative study. Right. And Heap is watching the whole time and tells them to go get Doctor Kinder. So he does, and he shows her that the voice prints between Sly yesterday and Sly today don't match. So this isn't Sly. Right. And she loses her mind. She's like, "You're all idiots. You're all stupid." whatever brought the wrong damn kid so she's yelling at everyone yeah she's freaking out basil continues to be the worst he's like dr kinder is great she's gonna usher in a new age of enlightenment with us and our baby brains or whatever the fuck he's talking about yeah he's basically saying like this is you know you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet or whatever yeah whatever yeah which he's like you know it's fine who cares and they're like wit has a mom and a dad you know like sure we're orphan babies and this is the only life we've ever known but like he's a regular baby with parents yeah Yeah. it's really sad for him um and then one of the girls whose name is teddy starts like groaning and she's like i don't feel so good and they all know that she's crossing over Mm -hmm. this is it she's she's turning two yeah, I guess. Um, and Wit, you know, of course, is like, "What's happening?" And Lexi's like, "Oh, she's, you know, she's crossing over. She's gonna forget everything that she knows. We won't be able to talk to her anymore." And he's like, "Was well, she gonna remember us?" And he's like, "She's like, no, you know, she forgets everything." Which I'm like, well, "Babies don't forget the people they know from one day to the next." Yeah, they might forget the secrets of the universe or whatever, sure. but they're not like, "I'm sorry." 
this is really embarrassing. Who are you again? You're my mother. Okay, great. Mom? Sorry, I just I turned two yesterday. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, oh, you do. Okay, great, great. My personality is entirely different now. Yeah, my whole I have to be I have to be I'm taught everything all over, over again. Actually, what is this squash? Love it. It just <laughs> Love they don't it. forget people, you know. Right. Yeah. Or where they are. <sighs> right. Or their own names. Yeah. Um, and they just are like, yep, she's crossing over. And then that's it. Yeah. They don't even watch it happen or talk to her or check on her or see what happens afterwards or. Well, because they're infinitely knowledgeable and they know that this is going to happen to all of them. And what are you going to do? Heap is also watching, watching the monitors and watching like her brain activity. And he's like, wow, look at that. Incredible. The second she turns two years old, all the activity shifts from her limbic system to the frontal lobes. Which, again, it's just so weird that they don't have any kind of, like, um, they're not building up to it. They're, nobody's like, ooh, we got to keep our eyes on Teddy. She's going to turn too soon. Yeah, let's and see. And that's going to legitimize our theory. Yeah. He's just kind of like, wow, incredible. Look at that. There's no fanfare about it. Like, fascinating. She just, they know exactly when she's going to turn to. I don't know. I don't know. Also, they didn't throw her a birthday party. <laughs> and that's the saddest part. Aww what is gonna happen to her now i guess she goes back to the orphanage she's just a regular baby now i don't know is she still a genius i don't know (laughs) because they were planning on keeping them until they were six anyway and then comparing them yeah so i guess that was before they they knew that the whole tibetan but did they know that thing well the heap and kinder know that just from their recent studies about that kid bashing on the casio and they're talking with their limbic brains but they do they know about the two-year-old crossover thing apparently they do because he just said look at that two years old and how does he know it all i don't know i don't either anyway because we're missing a scene where bobbins dan bobbins is like dr kinder I think it's at two years old, you know, yeah. he doesn't give her any of that knowledge. Right. Because they keep saying, like, oh, Bobbins was right, but they don't, don't see them communicating ever. Yeah. For I her to steal his ideas. Don't know. Me either. Hey, I don't like this movie. <laughs> what? It's not good. You what? <sighs> so back at the daycare. Uh, Dan and Robin are leaving to, I think, go to the bank to ask for a loan. Because they're three months behind on their mortgage. So. Yes. And, but they also want to expand. Yeah. Because well, she was saying earlier, when she was like, we can't have another kid. We're three months behind on the mortgage. We have to go to the bank on Monday and beg for forgiveness. But yeah. then I guess, yeah, they're also asking for a loan so they can expand. Mm-hmm. Unclear, like the rest of this movie. Yep. And then Elena shows up. Aunt Elena. Uh, Dr. Kinder. Sly spits all over her. Yeah. Which is, she's like, oh, wit, hello. And he's like, Pfft. yeah. Which and, is great. You know, his parents are appalled, but mm-hmm. also secretly proud. And Elena says, hey, you're making so much progress. We should take wit down to the lab. Yeah. The secret lab that apparently isn't a secret and these people know about. Everybody knows about all of it, but they don't know about all of it. But they know. But they don't know. <laughs> gonna fucking lose my mind <laughs> uh-huh and sly starts yanking on dan's coat and trying to talk to him and dan you know knows pre-baby language now and yep. starts translating out loud yeah 
Don't do it, he says. Wow. Wow. Wit just told me don't do it. They've got wit. But wait, you're wit. But you're wit. What? And we see like Dr. Kinder like, oh, wow. I really have to go. Yeah. So she just leaves. They're all they don't question the fact that she just dropped in just to be like, hey, you should come. No. okay, bye. Like that whole scene's fucking weird. Um, Mm -hmm. Elena calls Heap to tell him that Dan is starting to understand baby language. So they need to get rid of the lab because once Dan puts it all together, they're going to go to prison. Well, right now her plan is we need to have both babies because it doesn't matter which one they have at this point. If he talks to either of them, yeah, they'll figure it out. I guess we can't even switch them back because now wit has seen the facility. So we have to have both of them go send your finest goons. Go get me that baby. Sure. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Um, Dickie, this is when he is painted all over himself. His shirt is open. He's got a sun mm-hmm. coming out of his pants. He has a stop sign painted in the middle of his forehead. He's wearing he has a huge septum ring. A septum ring the size of a janitor's key ring through his nose. Um, Lots of other things painted on him. And he's like, so I'm fired, right? And she's like, nice try. Go watch the kids. I don't want this person watching my children. No. He's an idiot. Yeah, he's clearly he's unhinged. Just trying to get fired constantly. Yeah. He Why should not be in charge of babies. Is he even showing up? I don't know. Stop coming to work. <laughs> That's how you get fired. You just don't go. Unless his dad keeps dropping him off, but then like fucking just walk out, dude. It's not a prison. Else. Yeah. Just leave. Skateboard. <laughs> just skateboard away, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> just leave. Or break something, you know, like set the house on fire. I don't know. Oh fuck. <laughs> Don't because they're it's full of children. But like, you know what I mean? Like painting a stop sign on your forehead in a daycare where you don't interact with any of the parents is doing nothing. Yeah. They're like, no, go back to work. Also, why are you trying to get fired so hard? This job is so easy. Everyone's so nice to you. Presumably he's getting paid. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um the- some electricians show up. Yeah, the power's the power out. To the house. Yeah. So they knock on the door and they're like, hey, we're here to fix your power. And they're like, okay. Yes. Cool. Um, the babies are all sitting around talking to Sly, who they have now figured out is not wit. wit. Yeah. Uh, completely unsupervised. Because um, he's looking real sad. Yeah. And they're and, like, how could you just let that happen to your yeah. brother? And he's like, yeah, it bothered me. You I'm- don't even care. And he's like, I care a lot. I'm bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bothered. I okay. Am definitely bothered. Um, Dickie takes one of these fake electricians who are from Baby Co. up the stairs. You know, he's like, you go downstairs and look. I'll go upstairs. They're looking for Sly. Dickie takes him upstairs and he's like, hey, can you go get my partner? I'm going to need his help. And Dickie's like, sure. Could you just watch the kids? No. He's an electrician. No. He's not even a real electrician, but you don't know that. Like, you don't just... just, Hey. So many children. Guy that's here to fix the power. Watch these eight kids while you're doing that. They're not even my kids. Like... I, you don't have the authority to put some guy in charge of He them. doesn't even know what room they're in. That is also true. Uh, Sly goes up to the attic. And this is... This is a terrible fucking movie. If you haven't gotten that at this point... Don't know. <laughs> don't know what to tell you. This next scene might possibly be the worst scene in the whole movie. Yeah, it's either the... I don't know, the dancing... That's true. That was also really bad. Is so bad, but this scene close second for me yeah 
So <sighs> Sly goes up to hide in the I'm gonna put a tiny little sprinkle of positivity in here. Okay. Sly looks super cute in this moment because he's wearing no pants again. Uh-huh. Which is not cute. But the fact that he's wearing baby Timberlands and little folded over high socks. Fucking adorable. Yeah, I it is cute. Tiny adult clothes. This this is a moment where it actually is cute. Yeah. Earlier it wasn't. Yeah, this tiny point, Timberlands. Just, adorable. Look, it's little boots. Yeah. Love it. Wish this scene was cute. It ain't. So we have reached the Home Alone was popular portion of this movie. Yeah. That everybody in the 90s tried to do where they were like, we'll have this slapsticky humor. Right. Yeah. Where somebody gets hurt. Yes. And it's funny. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. So Sylvester is standing at the top of these attic stairs. He gets one ski. He lays it on the stairs. A of all, they're in Pasadena. Why is there a ski? (laughs) (laughs) Whose ski is this? The ski, for some reason, not slide down the stairs, but whatever. Physics doesn't enter into it. He's holding an iron behind his back. Because you go to the attic to iron. Yes. This giant electrician man starts walking up the stairs. He looks at Sly standing at the top of the stairs with his hands behind his back and says, I bet you think I'm going to step on either side of this ski. Well, first he says, I heard you're really good at karate. Oh, that's right. I'm a black belt. Yeah. You want to try me on for size? Yeah. He's a baby. Threatening a baby. So he looks down and he sees the ski and he says, oh, so you think I'm going to step on either side of this ski and you're going to jump on the other end of it and it's going to fly up and hit me in the gonads. Direct quote. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make a funny face and fall down the stairs. Well, I think you've been watching too many movies, kid, because I'm just going to step to the side of the ski. And he does. He's standing on the side of it. Yep. How stupid do you think I am? And then Sylvester throws the iron at his head uh-huh. and he ducks and ends up standing on either side of the ski and then looks down at it and looks back up at Sylvester. And Sylvester says a quippy little baby quip. <laughs> and then jumps on the ski it hits him in the nuts he makes a funny face which takes about three seconds and then falls down the stairs so not only is this terrible but if you're watching and you don't even have to watch closely the trade out from this guy to the stunt man yes yes is so <laughs> obvious like it's a totally different man it's an entirely different man who looks like he's like 30 years older yeah like a way different build he's got like 50 pounds on him like it's not i was like it's so bad what it's so bad yeah so he goes hobbling off (sighs) in that i just got hit in the nuts sort of way but way exaggerated you know where he's just like you know it's like you're fine um so his partner goes, he's like, oh, I'm going to have to swap you out, basically. And his partner goes up the stairs and guess what? I Just, no, come on. Guess what? The movie's over? <sighs> oh, you wish. <laughs> they do that entire scene that I just described to you again, yeah. word for word, uh-huh. the exact same fucking scene. I bet you think I'm going to stand on either side of this ski and then you're going to jump on it and it's going to hit me in the gonads and I'm going to pull a face and fall down the stairs. Yep. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stand to the side. Yep. Throws an iron. Yep. Puts a, straddles the ski. Yep. Jumps. Gonads. <laughs> Face. <laughs> Stairs. There's also, again, in like, oh, Home Alone did it. We can do it. 
where like Home Alone did it and you're like, okay, that's kind of unbelievable, but it's silly and I love this movie. Yeah. Where there's like so much time where they see what's coming and they stare at it and they have time to like make a face or say a line or whatever. Mm -hmm. There is so much time for these goons to get out of the way of what they clearly know is coming so clearly that they just spelled it all out. Yeah. Like so much. It's absurd. Like just walk up the stairs and grab the kid. Move the ski. There's room on the stairs for you to just walk next to it. Just walk. Just walk. Just use your little people arms. <laughs> pick up the tiny baby. Just, just walk. It's not. Yeah, twice. It happens twice. Um, The exact way that they describe. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. It's just like, also, the baby's aim is incredibly accurate. Twice. Whatever. Anyway, when did he, he have to go down and pick up the iron? I fucking hate this. Are go- we done yet? Go, Neds. Gonads and strife. Um, so they go. Goon number two goes hobbling out. They both go hobbling back to their fake electrician truck. Peel out of there because that's it. They one hit to the gonads and they are done for. They can't even possibly. Uh-huh. We fixed your power. They leave. I don't fucking know. So did Elena they fix sees the power. No, they did not. <laughs> so Elena sees that they're leaving and she's like, "Well, fuck. That's it. Those were Heap's best dudes." we're totally boned so she calls baby co and she's like heap i want that place stripped we're we're leaving yeah we're gonna move it's a secret lab 25 stories under the ground let's just move it let's move it and heap is like elena they're babies no one can understand them we're not gonna get caught and elena says even if dan sort of suspects all they'll have to do is go to the hospital and match up the handprints or whatever and see that they've got the wrong baby and then they'll call the police and then they'll be at the headquarters within the hour yeah no no not how that works Uh uh-uh um yeah so anyway uh back at baby co Mm -hmm. basil is realizing that dr kinder is not going to take wit back because everybody's freaking out they're stripping the facility they're packing up the baby's little suitcases whatever they're doing full of tiny baby clothes um he's like wow you know i thought she was good and everybody's like such an idiot basil and then sly back at the house has just learned from carrie that wit used to get weird feelings sometimes and he's like hang on let me try something all of you children come in here and sit in a circle why because of the amphitheater thing I don't know because back at Baby Co, Wit is sitting off by himself. So mm-hmm. it's not even like they're in the circle. They're not mimicking so, this. Yeah. Right. The circle does not need to happen, which we will also see later. Doesn't need to happen. Not necessary. Don't get it. Maybe it's the only way Sly can think. I don't fucking know. But so Wit has his eyes squeezed really tight. Sly has his and they're communicating telepathically because Wit opens his eyes and he's like, they're coming to help. And Basil's like, who's coming? And he's like, Sly and the kids. And Sly's like, they're going to move Wit. We have to go rescue him. Yep. And then he says, we could cross over. We have to be quick because we could cross over at any time. And then she wins. What does that mean? I don't know. It, nobody will know what she's doing. We can't communicate what she's. We will be just be dumb babies. To stop her. Yeah. It'll just keep happening, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So they make Basil decide, like, are you on our side or are you on? Mm-hmm. dr kinder's side and he's like oh i'm on your side let's go kick butt yeah okay dicky is eavesdropping on the babies yep um don't know why because they've 
they're just doing baby stuff and he hasn't believed any of this this whole time he doesn't oh yeah except for the pre language thing he doesn't know anything and it's not like they're up there with a chalkboard like making elaborate plans (laughs) they're literally sitting in a room together babbling yeah so maybe again if he had been trying to be like Maybe I could understand baby pre-language if I just listened, you know, or something like that. Or yeah. are they really saying stuff? No. We just see no, him he's just weirdly listening. eavesdropping on these yeah. babies, which Slide knows for some reason. He's just like, oh, we got company. He goes and opens the door. Dickie falls in. He grabs him by his stupid septum ring and calls him Ice Dork, which I don't know. You just met this guy two minutes ago. You weren't there for the ice pick yeah saga anyway who knows he knows everything i guess um and he's like yeah come with us whatever which i thought they were gonna like tie him up so they could escape no but no he just grabs him drags his nose drags him by his (laughs) nose across the floor and then that's it and now they're outside all dressed actually wearing pants this time yeah um and sly is trying to train them yeah it's like a weird sort of montage of like all right let's get ready we've got a uh, get ready to rescue yeah the babies Let's i guess down to business sure he's like yeah do karate but they're falling all over each other because they're stupid babies and not genius babies well the genius babies are bad at it too they're yeah. all bad at it it's just sly and wit who know karate why were there surrogate were there actual parents like bruce lee and <laughs> someone else their mom is bruce lee yeah. <laughs> their mom is bruce lee is their mom bruce lee <laughs> and their dad is albert einstein <laughs> oh fucking no oh god um yeah and then okay i've lost my place because this movie I, is falling apart um, <laughs> i'm falling apart so they're they're trying to do this training montage. Wit is also trying to explain to the genius babies what's going on, mm-hmm. which at some point one of them is like, we're geniuses. We're not ninjas. What Sly is? Sly is. He's yeah. the best one. Don't Why? understand. Um, Wit and Sly sit down and communicate to each other again because yeah. like, this isn't working. They go off to sit by themselves and they sit and telepathically communicate. Sure. And then one of them is like, perfect. And the other one's like, absolutely perfect. Sure. Um, and then Wit says, what are babies most afraid of? What are or adults what are, yeah, most afraid of? About babies. Yeah. Are and, diapers? Right. No. Their intelligence. What? What? Since when? Since what? Kid, parents love it when their babies are smart. Like, what do you mean they're afraid of your intelligence? That doesn't make any sense. Also, what does that have to do with anything that happens after this? Nothing. So then Sly is again sitting and listening to the plan again i guess because then he opens his eyes and he's like okay guys new plan it's like what were you listening to i don't know i don't either so dickie is wandering through the house looking for lenny who is asleep yeah who's watching these children no one okay and the kids all come in and they're all standing around lenny and sly tells sleeping lenny that he's in his command because he has come up with this theory suddenly that adults remember baby language, but only in their sleep. So he's like, okay, I think I can hypnotize him. So he says, you are under my control. You will obey my commands. Before you take the babies home, you will drive them to baby co. Okay. I can get behind the theory that adults remember baby language in their sleep. Sure. Why does that mean that Sly can hypnotize Lenny? Why is that a power that he has? I don't know. (laughs) Also, I've never seen the babies leave this house. 
But nope. suddenly they have a bus. Suddenly they all need to go home. They go home. Do they stay there for days at a time, maybe? It's, it's like, like a, a doggy daycare. Sleepaway camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just They're board boarding our babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. then they, you know, just for fun, because we've got time, you know, they're just like, let's see if we can make Lenny do things, like raise your arm. Sure. It makes sense at first to be like, let's, because he says it's just a theory. Yeah, let's So let's it. make sure, before we all get on the bus and put, you know, everything relies on Lenny taking us to Baby Co. So let's make sure that, yes. you know, in case we have to formulate a plan B. Sure. Raise your arm. Okay. Okay, sure. Stick out your tongue. All right, great. We've got it. That's two things. It'd be weird if he did those in his sleep. But then they keep going. Make him wiggle his tongue. Make him pick his nose. But that's not the weirdest part about this scene, Bucket Snake. Uh, because no. behind them, in another room, Dickie is standing there, staring at them, doing all of the things that Lenny is doing. Sticking out his arm, sticking out his tongue, wiggling his tongue, picking his nose. Yeah, and he's not asleep, so why did it work on him? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Also, the way that he has his tongue sticking out and is wiggling it is so weird. And he is just like dead-eyed staring at these babies uh it's just it's licking really the air uncomfortable and picking his nose it's disgusting so yeah margo comes over and is like lenny you have to take the babies home so slides like when i snap you'll wake up and he does he's not at all worried to just find a bunch of kids are weird i guess that's not yeah you know, oh, they're, they're just, just all standing around um but then she comes and gets dicky and is like hey this ain't your lunch break hop to it she says to him looking at him picking his nose it's not your lunch break <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ugh. tells him to hop to it and he hops away so anyone is he just so stupid that anyone can hypnotize him at any point i don't know i have no answers that doesn't make any sense still so the babies get their coats question mark pasadena mm -hmm. And they ask Carrie if she's coming. No, she lives there. That's her house. But Wit is going slash Sly. She Sly is going. Why is he leaving? I don't know. But she says she has a job to do there. So she stays. Yep. So Lenny drives the toddlers home in a school bus, which, yes, question mark, they need car seats, but we do see later they're in car seats. Yeah. Because up till this point, they've just been running around this house unsupervised. So I was just really worried that yeah, they were running around the bus. Yeah, they're just bouncing around also. in the bus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan and Robin finally <laughs> arrive home. Can I just say I love that you typed out Robin Bobbins every time? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny that her name is Robin Bobbins. Honestly, they should have brought it up Robbins. more. <laughs> so tan and robin bobbins finally arrive home and they're like we did it where is everybody we got the loan we don't know anything about it we find out tomorrow i don't know what that yeah fucking we'll means. find out tomorrow anyway it doesn't matter but margo is like well carrie's back you're having a snack lenny is taking everybody else home i mean i guess it makes sense wit you want to go on a ride while we take all your friends home sure whatever put them in the car too you got nine other fucking like babies in there sure sure they are dogs yeah <laughs> um put the window down but then parents start calling where is my child my child should have been home by now so i guess this is a regular thing that they go home so why were they going to bed earlier i don't doesn't matter no um they're like, I'm sure it's just a flat tire. He should be home. Somebody else calls. No, no, no. We're working on it. We're going to figure it out. So then yeah. he calls Lenny's phone on the bus. And Lenny answers and is like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, he's like, Lenny, where are you? 
And Lenny goes into like robot mode and Mm -hmm. is like, we have a vitally important mission at Baby Co. And he says it three times. Yeah. And And so does Dickie behind him. Dickie's sitting there behind him. Why is he there? I don't know. And he hangs up and they move on. Yep. So while they're trying to figure out what that means, Carrie comes running in and starts talking to Dan. Mm -hmm. Another parent calls, but Dan says, I think she's trying to talk about wit. So Margot answers the phone and is like talking to the parents. Everything's fine. We're going to figure it out. No, you don't need to call the police or whatever. Yeah. So Carrie goes over to a baby co item and takes forever to actually like she's trying to use it to be like they're a baby co like point at you know the thing. But it takes her forever to actually point at the label. Yeah. Even though she's a genius that knows the secrets of the universe. Uh Uh-huh. And then she grabs Dan's head and is like, you know, try to connect to your inner child. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, I'm getting it. Like, tell me. Yeah, tell me everything. I I think I'm I think I'm understanding. Yeah. And she just starts explaining everything that's happening. And he's like, what? What? And then Robin (laughs) Bobbins is over there going, what? What? It's very like, what? Timmy fell down the well. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so he says, oh, no, she's got wit and we've got Sly. We've got to go. They're moving to Liechtenstein Mm -hmm. or something. And Mm -hmm. then as they're running out the door, he turns around and he's like, do you know all the secrets to life? Mm -hmm. And she says, yeah, I'll tell you when I get back. Yep. Which I was like, oh, she's going to have crossed over by the time they get back. But she's only 18 months. Yeah, she's younger. That's not going to happen. Anyway, back at Baby Co., they're wheeling all the babies out, which, again, they've only got, like, six of them or so, and they're just in these little strollers. I don't know. Everything. They're not even buckled in. They're not even buckled in. Elena is like, I hate Liechtenstein. Okay. Dan and Robin <laughs> Bobbins are on the way in their car, and Dan tries to call 911, but he actually explains what's happening, and so the 911 dispatcher thinks that he's crazy. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, Okay, and how do you know all this? And he says, well, my daughter told me. Mm-hmm. Okay, how old's your daughter? 18 months old. Right. So your 18-month-old told you that your two-year-old was switched at birth and or was switched and now you have the wrong twin. And Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're going to Liechtenstein. No, sir. We get these kinds of calls all the time. Stay on the line. We'll get you the help that you need. Yeah. He hangs up and he's like, well, they think I'm crazy. And so Robin calls and is like, 911, we're going to Baby Co. We've got a bomb. We're going to blow all those kids to Venus. Which is like, what kids? It, they make... Uh- they make pacifiers yeah (laughs) but okay all right but then she throws the phone back at him and says there you want cops you got cops Mm -hmm. but the cops (laughs) don't show up for a while but that's fine whatever that's what they do now we get to baby code it's dark outside wasn't dark when dan and robin were just driving two minutes ago or when lenny was driving earlier but it's dark now because nobody gives a shit about what time of day it is in movies (laughs) especially the bad ones um not important not important kinder and heap are like freaking out and trying to leave Oh, we see Lenny and Dickie just sitting on the bus outside, still saying, the magnificent Sly and the Bobbins babies have a vitally important errand at Baby Co. The Bobbins babies? But there's only one Bobbin baby. They carries at home. Belong to them? They work at, they're just calling themselves the Bobbins babies I, because they're at the dake. I don't know. You can't name all of them individually. Oh, okay, Bucket okay, Snake, okay, there's okay, no okay, time. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Kinder and Heap are trying to leave. But there are two security dudes standing there and they just start repeating that same robotic message, Mm -hmm. including the raspberry at the end. Mm -hmm. So I guess they were just there asleep. Yeah. Or Sly can just suddenly hypnotize anyone at any time. Yep. They just kind of glossed over that. (laughs) Is he a genius or a wizard? (laughs) (laughs) 
The world may never know. So Sly yells at Dr. Kinder and she, go ahead. No, he just, he's like, hey, but it's like, can she understand? Yeah, suddenly. Yeah. And she talks to him like a worthy adversary, but she's always talked to him like, hey, even though I can't understand what you're saying, I know you can understand me. So she's just like, oh, Sly, why you always got to be fucking up my plans? You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay. But he's like, see you at baby, see you at Joy World, bonch. And they go, (laughs) (laughs) bonch. Yeah, so the cops are on the move. Sly hops onto a motorized trike that moves even slower than he can walk. And then he gets off the trike, goes up the stairs to the big control center. Yep. And he starts waking up all of the robot entertainers that we saw at the beginning of the movie, including Baby Bunting. Yep, Santa, the elves, the clowns, etc. And big old Baby Bunting. Yep. Dr. Kinder and Heap go into Joy World um, with the other babies for some reason. Yeah, they're like trying to move everything out. And it's like, well, why don't you take the babies over there, get them strapped in their car seats and get them ready to go so we can move at a moment's notice and we will go. No, they just take everybody into the room. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Reason. um, Slash shuts all the lights down. Yep. And he says, all right, brother, make your move. And Wit goes, yep. So they don't even have to, like, pause to communicate anymore. They're yeah, because like, they're, like, way far away from each other. Telepathic now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the babies all jump out of their strollers. They go running off. The adults scatter. Dr. Kinder yells at them mm-hmm. because everything has come alive to attack them. Yeah. All the robots and shit. The aliens are, like, shooting actual laser beams. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be causing damage to people because they go flying through the air yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, they're firing lasers at them. And... Sly from the control center speaks through the uh baby bunting mm-hmm. in real words. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Why does it not come out as gibberish when he does it? Because it's He's, not like you type it in. He says real words. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> don't what a glaring hole. I did not even I was just I was like, just keep typing. Like don't <laughs> it's almost over. <laughs> so close to the end. <laughs> Um, I I did not even fucking think about that. Yeah, it was like what? what? He suddenly speaks adult. I don't yep. understand. You can also see just you that I stopped fixing typos. <laughs> yeah, see that? <laughs> it's like I don't care anymore. Yep. And so all the babies have the controls so that they can control the like robotic animals to attack the adults and. Heap and a couple others are running towards the roller coaster, the indoor uh-huh. roller coaster for some reason, and yeah. it kind of looks like they're trying to like get across it, yeah, but at the same time, it. Sly of course turns it on, yeah. so they have to go for a ride. Some one of the goons doesn't have a chance to get strapped in, so he just flies off to his death. Probably, I think this is the last time we see Doctor Heap. Yeah, we just never see him again. He's just eternally on the roller coaster. <laughs> the, yeah. Does anybody turn it off? No, he just keeps going. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> it's very like Cohen Brothers the way he just fizzles out of this movie. Oh my he's God. a huge character and then he's yeah. just gone. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, bye. I guess it's so strange. Maybe that roller coaster is actually that uh, Swedish designed euthanasia roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, all he's, right, he's dead now. Um. 
a group of like six dudes go try to take on Wit at once. Again, he's a baby. He's, not even the karate baby. He's not a karate baby, but he is. He does karate them. I guess he... This is where I was really like, does he? has he always known karate? Did he just learn it? Why don't the other babies know karate? Are they all geniuses? Are none of them geniuses? I don't fucking know. Anyway, he know. kicks a dude into the fountain and that guy just lays there for a little bit, I guess because he's embarrassed at getting karate by a baby. <laughs> Got karate by a baby. Um, they finally get smart and all lay on him at once, which is like that scene in Airbud where they dogpile on him and they're yeah. like, he's just a dog! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we hear like, Tarzan noises from across the room and we see Basil and two other kids swing down on some rope and kick these dudes into, into the, the fountain. The fountain that immobilizes you. <laughs> it's like base in tag. Oh man, I'm touching the fountain. Oh, I'm just stuck here now. This fountain's full of glue. Yeah. Um, so then Wit stands up on a bench and puts his hand up toward a camera and then Sly high fives the camera screen. It's like the only cute thing but it also happens in this movie so long and it feels so out of place because it was just like action 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 and we don't really get the impression that it's done yeah they're not it's not over yeah he just stops in the middle of everything and is like yeah to be like high five brother that i've actually never met i mean we met for three seconds and we screamed and also we don't need to like high five through a camera because we're telepathically communicating they are telepathically communicating because we see that when Sly touches Wit's little hand on the screen. Wit starts smiling. So he's like, yeah, I felt that. Yeah, it's like we high-fived. But for some reason, they can't communicate to each other that Dr. Kinder is creeping up behind Wit with a sack to grab him. Where should you have that sack at? I don't know. I think she just keeps a baby in sack in her pocket. Sack. In her dog pocket. In her dog pocket. <laughs> I really don't know. But where do they? Yeah. Where do you buy a baby sack? Not only, <laughs> not only does he not communicate to his brother telepathically, he also has a fucking microphone in front of him that he could just use his mouth. Yep. You know, if the mm-hmm. communi- if the telepathic communication has to recharge or some shit, they waste <laughs> it on the high five. You could just say out loud into the microphone in presumably your baby language, although who knows because of the Maybe baby it's adult thing. language too, yeah. Hey, fucking look out behind you. But he doesn't do that. And she grabs baby wit and wraps him up and looks up into the camera and is like, oh, Sly, you fool. You know, you never understood the process. Pretty soon you're going to be just like every other kid and all your genius will be wasted. And... And you're going to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Hopefully you're smart enough to keep your mouth shut. What? Aren't you? And then she kind of looks at this wiggling, crying baby she's holding and says, need I say more? Are you going to kill this baby? Is that what she's trying to say? Are you... I don't know. I don't... I could... I don't know what she could possibly be trying to say. She just says, hopefully you're smart enough to keep your mouth shut. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah, you do. Yeah, because we don't know what you're trying to imply, that you're going to kill a baby. You're going to kill... You're going to... You're threatening a toddler by to kill the other toddler and then she turns to basil who's just sitting there hanging out Mm -hmm. and says et tu basil right and he says i'm proud of it but like does she know that he's a suck-up because they can't understand what he's saying yeah so how does she know that she shouldn't know that he's been defending her dr kinder is the best she doesn't know that no unless he was always like I don't know. She doesn't like kids. It's not like he was hugging her or anything or drawing her pictures. She has no idea what these children are doing. (sighs) So up in the command center, Sly climbs down and goes to see Lexi. She says, I knew you'd come back for me. And he says, every time, kiddo. 
Sure. Whatever that storyline is. Oh, it's funny because he's a baby and he's calling her kiddo. So Dan runs up to the kids and says, I think that's Sly. And Basil tells them that, one, yeah, one of them tells them that she's on the roof with the helicopter. Uh-huh. And also, Sly's not feeling so good. Uh-oh. We all know what that means. Yeah. Elena tries to get away because there's a helicopter up there, but Dan grabs her. She's like, the helicopter's leaving. Everyone is up in it, and she's just on the very bottom rung of like a ladder. Yeah. And she's like, take it up. Let's go. And so yeah. he runs over and grabs her. Yeah. But then he falls and whacks his head. But the helicopter still has not gone up at all. No. So Robin runs over and grabs her. Yeah. And then the cops show up and they're forced to land the helicopter. And then she says something like Robin says something to Elena. She's like on top of her about to punch her. And she says something. And Elena's like, you're so stupid. You're adopted. Yeah. Because she keeps calling her Aunt Elena. Aunt Elena, stop. Aunt Elena, don't do this. Yeah. And she's like, I wish you'd stop calling me that. She's like, why? What are you saying? She's like, you're so stupid. Your mom adopted you. You know, I'm not your two years old. Yeah. I'm not your aunt. And Robin is like, oh, thank God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. And then punches her. And then she's like, oh, it felt really bad punching my aunt. Why? Also, what? <laughs> Why is right now when we're talking about you being adopted? Because she calls her Aunt Elena every time. And I guess that's annoying to her. It's just such a weird, like, let's throw this in here. Oh, hey, you're adopted. Yeah. Also, you're still her aunt. Yeah. You are. You are. I'm sorry, but you are. <sighs> Anyway, it's a really stupid joke. Um, Lexi and Basil are like supporting Sly on his way to the roof because he's like beat up, you know, and he's crossing over and he doesn't feel so good. So they're like, we got you, buddy. And um, Robin grabs Wit and then runs over to Dan and is like, ah, she just drops this baby on her like concussed husband, basically. But then Wit like gets up and runs away and she doesn't even fucking notice. No, she's, she's just like Dan, focused Dan, on Dan. Dan yeah. Because Wit comes over to talk even to her. Even though Sly. they're in the middle of danger. Right. And she almost just got her bait. Like she had to wrestle her baby out of like somebody else's arms. Yeah. But whatever. She's like, it's fine. I love my husband so much. Um, <laughs> the baby could take care of itself now. Sly is like, I'm crossing over. You know, I don't feel so good. See you on the other side, brother. And it's like, you're the same age. You're twins. But then Wit is like, I don't yeah. feel so good either. Yeah. I guess and Sly is, you know, two minutes older. Yeah, I guess so. Robin is like sitting. She's still up against the dumpster that Dan bogged into. And she's staring at them with this look on her face like she knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it, why? Does but- she... She doesn't speak the. She she's not close enough to hear them. For no. one thing, there are two helicopters. Maybe she's vicinity. just watching them because it's the first time the twins are interacting. I guess. But yeah, the look on her face is like, oh, something is happening. Yeah, it should just take. Even if she was like, Dan, look, there are two of them. Yeah, that would have explained the stupid look that she has on her <laughs> face. But she says nothing. She's just looking, and it keeps cutting back to her. I know. Like she knows what's going on or something. I don't. I absolutely don't know. Um. But now we are back at... Nothing happens. Nothing happens. I guess, because, yeah, now we're just back at the daycare. Dan's, like, sitting in a rocking chair with a thing on his head. Yeah, and he's, like, kind of gazing into the middle distance. And then all of a sudden he's like, the kids! Like, he woke up out of this coma, but they let him go home? I don't fucking know. I don't know. They were so tired of this movie by this point. They're like, just fucking wrap it up. Yeah. Um, but he's starting to remember things. He's like, oh, D- 
Swit was there, and there's another one, and and Elena and Kinder. Is, is everybody okay? Lichtenstein, you know, he's just like remembering all these things yeah. at once, and she's like, yeah, you know, everything's fine. Yes, babies can talk, and they know everything, and you're the only one who understands them. You're totally right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, that's okay. Wit, Wit, and Sly can tell us. Look, there they are. We've got twins now because Woo-hoo. fortunately they got the opposite of the parent trap judge, where he was just yeah. like. I don't know. They match. You can have a both. <laughs> Just take fine. the set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then Wit and Sly come over and Robin is like, oh, they've already crossed over, honey. Sorry. How does she know that? I don't know. And then Carrie says, basically, you know, I'm not going to tell you either. Robin's like, I get the feeling that she's not supposed to tell you. This is just the way things are meant to be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Okay. And then, as if this movie weren't bizarre enough. The end scene, well, the second to last scene, is like just clips from the kids throughout the movie. With it's this... like a weird like memorial montage. Yeah, but all of them are fine. Yeah. With this like sad country song playing over it. Yeah. About how important family is, I think. Yeah. Or something like, I, I love you so much and you're the light of my life. And yeah. Whatever, whatever. And it's just like. And Did they all die? It it feels like they all died, but at the same time, like the scenes that they chose to put in this like slow motion montage, like one of them is the Bee Gees staying alive dancing scene. Yeah, isn't one of them the little girl with the cigar? Yes, in the stroller, being like, "Call me." Is this funny? Is it? sad i don't know is it so we remember what we just watched we but just none of watched these are it. plot points nope <laughs> ah. yep anyway movie over except for we get this little like tiny extra scene that's like of sly yeah and but it's the director being like okay you can go home and he's like if i if he thinks i'm doing the sequel for any less than two million or whatever whatever and it's like so that's a real baby what what the end it's fucking over get me out of here god we did this to ourselves i know i wanted to (laughs) because it's fun it's so bad it's so bad uh the end that's it that's all replay rewind no thank you obviously right in the garbage uh did it make you cry (laughs) no No, at no point did this movie make me cry (laughs) absolutely nothing made me cry because i had to sit and watch it and I was yeah, like, I would like to go to bed. Actually. I would like to do anything else. In I fact, I would like to do anything else. Um, release date March twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. As we have previously discussed, budget twelve million, box office thirty six point five million dollars. Why? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why there were sequels is because they made money. It made money, and then it did really well on like home video. Yeah. And so they were like, well, let's make another one. They didn't just make one other one though. They made four. Jesus Christ! In a spinoff television show, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Two percent. Two percent. Like the milk. <laughs> yeah, that's like my deserved. Baby movies like I like my milk. Two <laughs> percent. Um, Roger Ebert has this movie on his most hated list of movies. Good which, for again, him. It should be there. One and a half stars, though. He still gave it that half what's, a star. What, what's the half for? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's just for Dom DeLuise. It's truly. <laughs> He also starts out his review and says, bad films are easy to make, but a film as unpleasant as Baby Geniuses achieves a kind of grandeur. (laughs) 
And it proves something I've long suspected. Babies are cute only when they're being babies. Yes. When they're presented as miniature adults on greeting cards in TV commercials or especially in this movie, there is something so fundamentally wrong that our human instincts cry out in protest. Did I not say this? You said you you should go read his review separately because <laughs> you, you just. I just said everything. Everything he said. he said. Yeah. That's funny. Um, some other reviews. Nathan Rabin over at av club called baby genius is a horrible horrible film that wears out its welcome before its opening credits i agree actually yes and liam lacy of the globe and mail says it is as endearing as unanesthetized gum surgery (laughs) Uh, it was directed by bob clark who also directed a christmas story that is weird this man knows what he's doing yeah that's so weird when that happens it's very strange the whole way that this movie came about like even you know, sometimes it's like, well, maybe it had a good premise and it just got lost. The premise doesn't make any fucking sense. No. So, Stephen Paul, who is one of the producers and writers of this movie, also has a company with John Voight. Yes, that John Voight. Oh, no. Was in the mall. Right. And he sees this single dad with a baby. And then the dad starts talking to some other adult and the who also has a baby. And the babies start talking to each other. And he's like, how cute is that? That these two babies who have never met before are just babbling at each other in not English, but it seems like they're communicating and it seems like they're understanding. It looks like they're having a conversation. How cute is that? And then he was like, what if we wrote a movie with that presence, that baby, that premise, that babies can talk to each other. Yeah, sure. Before they learn language. What a cute idea that babies have this universal language that they all know. Absolutely. He went home. He told John Voight about it. John Voight was like, sounds fucking great. Let's go talk to Bob Clark. Their (laughs) original concept was that the main character of this movie goes through a hole in the ground to find baby world where everything is babies. All the inhabitants are so, babies. Post office, space, dentist, mayor. Space Jam. Babies. Space, yeah. Space Jam. I guess. Mm-hmm. Diaper gravy. <laughs> <laughs> but so... Stephen Paul and John Voigt go talk to Bob Clark about it. He goes, that's dumb as shit. Get out of my office. And they're like, no, 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 no. We really have something here. So they made a proof of concept trailer, which I love the idea. If you're like, we love this so much. Yeah. We're going to make the trailer and show you. No, no, no. This is good. We've yeah. Got look how good this here. could be. Yeah. And he watched the proof of concept trailer was just babies sitting around a boardroom table discussing things as though they were studio execs, developmental deals, okay. budgets, yeah. you know, that sort of. And uh-huh. he was like. That's actually hilarious. I love that. Let's run with it. But not your whole magic hole in the ground goes to baby world. I want to focus more on this corporate baby angle. And that's where they went with it. And then we got baby jeans. Corporate baby angle. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. Cool. All the babies in the movie are either twins or triplets because toddlers can only work for three hours at a time. And so it's way easier. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's way easier if you can like just swap them out. out. That makes sense. Yeah. I was trying to find out if that's true. It just yeah. it was in an article that I read and I was like, well, I want to see the actual laws. You know, is that still true? Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find anything that said anything for sure about toddlers, but it does vary, you know, how old they can sure. Sixteen year olds can work for six to eight hours a day. A six month old can only work for twenty minutes at a time. Oh. I know. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I give that baby a break. <laughs> um but so that makes sense that if that's your range you know toddlers yeah. would fall in the three hours is, sure. is reasonable um so if you have twins or triplets you can just keep swapping them out yeah um so most of the all the babies in this movie are either twins or triplets so there were like there would be like 60 babies on set 
oh my at God. one time. Yeah. And they're all, I mean, the it was triplets who played Sly and Wick. Yeah. And their names were Jerry, Miles, and Leo. Um, They were three years old when they got cast and four years old when the movie stopped filming. So they're definitely like, wow, walking and talking, yeah, you know, with opinions and stuff. Yeah. So it's almost like that 40 year old that played a high schooler on Greece. Yes. A four year old playing a two year old. Come on. Gross. Yeah. But I mean, that is that's why they do that. Because 16 yeah. year olds can only work for eight hours at a time they have to go to school you have to give them time to yeah. just be a kid like that's yeah. in their contract yeah and an adult you can be like nope you gotta work 65 hours a day yeah figure it a out. day <laughs> <laughs> uh i have another question yeah why sometimes when you saw carrie from behind was it someone wearing a wig oh because there's also a little person in this movie and also an eight-year-old gymnast who sometimes played the babies depending okay. on what they needed them to do it was just, but it would just be when you saw the back of Carrie's head, sometimes it was a wig instead of her head. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe her twin is a boy. Yeah, maybe. It actually might. I think sometimes, yeah, it was like, yeah, like boy and girl twins. Mm, so yeah. they had a little boy. I was like, Which, like just don't cut his hair. Yeah, just grow it out. But whatever. I didn't notice that, but I don't notice hair like you do, so. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> I would like to stop. Um, There are as previously discussed, four sequels and a television spinoff. John Voight plays the bad guy in all four movie spinoffs, but he is not the same character. In Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, he's a man named Kane who is a Nazi. What? And then in 3, 4, and 5, he's a dude named Moriarty. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I'm not going to read the whole premise because it'll take too long, but the first... The first paragraph of the plot of Baby Geniuses 2 says, The film starts with a group of babies in a daycare center. Archie, the cousin of Sly and Wit from the first Baby Geniuses, and wow. his father's name is Stan Bobbins, so you got Stan and Dan, wow. tells his friends, Finkelman, Alex, and Rosita, a story about Kahuna, his distant relative. He says Kahuna is a super baby with super strength, who seemingly doesn't age, and he once rescued a group of children from an evil orphanage at the Berlin Wall run by Adolf Hitler. I'm gonna fucking... So it turns out that, like, I'm John Voight... I'm never watching a movie again. John Voight is this dude named Kane, right? Who, like, grew up in Nazi Germany, and Kahuna is his brother, but he's perpetually in a toddler body, even though he's a 70-year-old man in his brain... Because he drank like a super serum that their dad was inventing accidentally when he was a toddler and it made him like a super baby, but he doesn't age. <laughs> so he's still like. I swear to God. Also, Kahuna is played by the same kids who played Sly and Wit, <laughs> but he's a toddler. But this movie came out in 2004. <laughs> like, none of it makes sense. What? So they're definitely like 11. <laughs> I think I'm never gonna watch a movie again. Like, like I'm this has ruined the concept of movies. I for hate me. it, but I also want to watch Super Baby so bad because I just need to know like what is happening. And then the other ones That's, are called I can't Baby Geniuses Three BSI, which is Baby Squad Investigators. Oh my god. Also known as Baby Geniuses and the Mystery of the Crown Jewels, and then you've got Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt and Baby Geniuses Five, Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby. No! <laughs> why why is it always space 
You have to go to space. That's the rule. Every horror franchise has to go to space, bug its snake, and this is a horror franchise. <laughs> I don't know. I hate this so much. <laughs> like, I, kn- I know that we picked this movie on purpose because it was going to be bad, but Jesus fucking Christ, it was bad. It's so bad. It was even worse than I could have ever imagined. I know. I know. Some people tried to, like, defend it and be like, well, you know, look who's talking that came out in the 80s was cute. And, like, this just was the next logical evolution because in look who's talking we just got like the voiceover with their thoughts and facial expressions and this one they were and it's like no this is did you watch it the dancing the the cgi face head (laughs) baby bunting baby bunting baby (laughs) the girl in the stroller (laughs) the girl in the stroller diaper gravy we uh, forgot to mention the part where he fucking quotes austin powers oh he's in the control center yep why 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 any of this (laughs) just i hate all of it (laughs) it's anyway that's all that's all there is that's it we gotta fucking go podcast over forever podcast over um if you want to come talk to us i'll be fucking surprised we'll be curled up in a corner (laughs) sucking our thumbs (laughs) I'm gonna learn pre-language. Yep. Our next episode we release will be in pre-language. <laughs> Everybody study. Everybody brush up. <laughs> if you want to come talk to us, you can do it on Instagram replay rewind podcast. That's the best place, really. But we've also got email replay rewind podcast at gmail Um, you can listen to our other episodes about better movies on you know Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, etc. Mm-hmm. All the big ones. Yeah. You can also join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. We got bonus episodes and a bunch of other funny bullshit. If you join, we will shout your name out on the show. We'll send you a sticker in the mail. Um, We will not mail you a copy of Baby Geniuses. No, we will. We will burn a copy of Baby Geniuses in your name. <laughs> in for your you. honor. Yes. Um, you can also go to our coffee page, ko-fi.com and get our like physical merch, magnets, stickers. If you want to buy just one episode at a time, you know, see how we feel about Scream. It's all over there. So yeah. go check it out. You got anything else to add? Fuck no. In the meantime, <laughs> stay fresh. Cheese bag. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Re-